Have you ever been in a podcast situation? Define podcast. An auditory incursion into an impregnable fortress of insight by a group of jack-offs in possession of vast knowledge and love for Michael Bay and 81 hostages. Wait, we have hostages? Always have hostages. It's about sending a message, and for that you need leverage. So do I shoot the hostages now? No! Yes! I'll tell you what I'll do half. Welcome to Climax, the only podcast for action movies by people who actually like action movies. I am Matt Lohman. I'm Kyle McVeigh. I am Nick Guitar Solo Allen. And we are your hosts for Climax, Episode 3, Forgot About Bay. Yeah! So, uh, this is our first kind of dedicated uh, podcast yeah. to, uh, to an artist. An artiste. Uh, we, we went back and forth. We're going to do Bruce Willis. We're going to do John McTiernan. We're going to do Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we decided we were going to go with Michael Bay because anytime we hang out, Michael Bay is by far the most referenced. 100%. I like to think that every podcast we do is a tribute to Michael Bay. <laughs> At least or his every po- idea. Every the episode idea of, of Michael Bay. <laughs> I, I am in writing because of Michael Bay. <laughs> Fair. Michael Bay changed Matt's life. So I'm super sorry for anyone I've ever worked with or collaborated with. Uh, you owe part of that to Michael Bay. Which is fine. Not a problem. So today, or not today, I guess on this podcast, podcast number three, we did it. We did the trilogy. God bless us. This is our Die Hard with a Vengeance. We did it. We did Absolutely. it again. This is our Transformers Dark of the Moon. <sighs> Episode three, a.k.a. The Deuce. A.k.a. Don't worry about it. A.k.a. The Deuce plus one. <laughs> the Deuce again. The Deuce is loose aka the trice <laughs> thank god i'm so glad we're here <laughs> all right so uh Said today no. we're going to talk about michael bay uh as an artist as a man uh and then oddly enough uh if you go back to episode one with our rules yeah if you follow our rules exactly michael bay has actually only directed three action movies that's true which mm-hmm. we are going to cover bad boys one bad boys two and the rock for episode two actually nick and i were gonna watch the island and we got about 20 minutes in we're like this isn't a fucking this isn't a fucking action movie this is a chase movie and then there's fucking pearl harbor pearl harbor there's armageddon pearl harbor pearl harbor i watched it with my dad and we both came out and we're like Man, that really makes you hate the Japanese. Yes. As as someone who loves Chinese and Filipino descent, I didn't need help. (laughs) (laughs) It, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then Armageddon is, I I don't know how to describe it. What kind of movie is that? I guess it's just like, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's blue collar Joes averting the apocalypse. Yeah, I don't, is there, is there a fucking, it's a coming of age story of a young asteroid. Okay, let's, let's get real for a second. If you're going to leave someone to die, you're gonna leave Affleck and yeah. get Bruce Willis back to Earth. Absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, he's got more. He's got more blues albums in him. Mm-hmm. Bruno, absolutely. Uh, the odds are, eventually, he'll make a good Die Hard sequel after the love with of a vengeance. God, eventually. Why uh, was there a machine gun on the tumbler? Because it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> Why the fuck uh, and then be? the Transformers movies unfortunately fail because the Transformers aren't the main characters. The military guys aren't the main characters. Shia LaBeouf is the main character. And he's a well, pussy. And at no point th- does he like, fulfill any action yeah, just movie role. Action happens around him, yeah. which is my problem. He does yeah. a lot of stuff by accident. Yeah. Like happenstance. Like it's a happy accident that it works mm-hmm. out. Pretty but much. It's still a Michael Bay movie. It it's, looks great. It's absolutely a Michael Bay movie. The best thing to happen to Michael Bay in his later years, his more recent work, is 3D. 
because then he can't do mm-hmm. the fast cuts. Because like 3D, if you do the fast cuts, the human brain literally can't follow. Yeah, like it needs a second and a half. So now you get more long sweeping shots. You get less cuts, which he was always great at. I'm talking about the helicopter slow stand up shot. Oh like yeah, the, 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 the rotating up, camera, the rotating. I'm standing up from doing something badass. Shot. That happens in all of three of these movies. Yes, I yes, was tr- I was trying to write down the staples of a Michael Bay movie. I was too. Yeah, and, I was trying to come up with a drinking <clears throat> game for Michael Bay movies. Um, if we did, rule number one is blacklight drink. <laughs> blacklight. Yep. The man sure. loves black drinks. But Nick, did you? Uh, how, where, where did your staple research go? Okay, here's what I got: the rotating camera. All right. Yes, obviously. And this is a, this up. is a this is a this is an angle up. Yeah, up angle, maybe a helicopter in the background, not necessarily, but you've just done something super badass. Or you got absolutely or never looked cooler something. in your whole life than yeah. in a Michael Bay movie. Actually, a lot of these are after they got bad news. It's like the shit has <laughs> hit the fan. And, and the six, call to action. And 60% of these people are on the phone. Absolutely. <laughs> And then, also, fast cars. Every single movie. Always fast cars. Um, What's funny is, I was upstairs, I was watching, uh, we're waiting for LLJK to finish, I was watching the extras on the Bad Boys 2 disc. Yeah. So, in the the car chase scene, the infamous car chase scene in Bad Boys 2, where there's a boat, and like a a semi that's just throwing cars at people. Car chases. They're driving a Ferrari. Yeah. And they shoot for like a month, this car chase. (laughs) The Ferrari doesn't get damaged at all. Until really? there's a dialogue scene where Martin Lawrence has to get out of the car. Yeah. And he opens the door and it hits a concrete pole. And then Michael Bay yells, cut. And Martin's like, what's going on? He's like, you motherfucker. We went an entire month. That car survived so many flipped cars. Mm-hmm. You heard it opening the door. And Martin's <laughs> like, well, well, my bad. I mean, obviously, Martin Lawrence is good for the money. Yeah, yeah, he's Martin fine. Lawrence is yeah. good for the money. Michael Lowry. Does anyone have any uh, parting... Thoughts on Michael Bay before he gets a fan mail. <sighs> well, just... I, I got some more staples if you... Oh, yeah. Let's knock them out. Just a little bit. All right. An orange haze or a tint. I'm colorblind, so is it orange? Yes. It's, all, it's always, always like the sunset. Silhouettes. Yeah. It he looks like the it. sunset. Uh, for reference, you should all read... Uh, and then the Action Climax will, will post this, so hopefully you'll have already read it before you get to it. The Oral History of Michael Bay. There's a great story where like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are chilling in their trailers, and they won't come to set when they're supposed to. <laughs> So Michael Bay pounds on their door and says, hey, you guys see that big fucking orange thing in the sky? That's the sun. I need you to stand in front of it. You can say where the fuck you want. I own it. I ride it to work. But make sure you're in front of it talking before it sets. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Also, another staple, um, slow motion doves or feathers. That's a John Woo. That's more of a John Woo thing. Maybe this is a knock to it, but uh, a lot of these Maybe. movies have that. I don't think it does. Uh, I would I would give that to Woo before that? I would ever give it to Bay. All right, uh, I'll say helicopters. Always well, helicopters flying out of the fucking like sun. Fucking forever helicopters. Oh god, now and forever. He loves shooting helicopters. Yeah. God, he does. And also, my last one is uh, animated street characters. I don't know. just like. All right, I need a, a doddering old lady just crossing the street before the Humvee comes. <laughs> or I'll say this. the people from the video store in uh, Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fat yeah. audio and video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where they got, you got porno shows and homo shows in here. You got porno shows. Let's get one thing shows. abundantly clear. If you are in a Michael Bay movie, you are either super attractive. Yes. 
or you are a caricature. Yes, absolutely. Or an angry black person. Like I'm currently trying yeah. to work out. Which is a right. caricature. So if I'm ever in a Michael Bay movie, yeah. I'm not a caricature. Because if he asked me to do like a, a super racist Asian voice, I'll do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> but I, I'm 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 trying to run and lift so it doesn't come to that. Here's the thing that I notice in ro- watching these, which I think is very impressive from a screenwriting standpoint and just a like a, a film standpoint, especially for action. Super swift character development. He knocks out all the like oh, frighteningly stuff efficient immediately. Okay, save it. Save the magic for right, save, right. save the magic. I'm just saying, in all of these movies, like the first time you meet all of these characters, you know exactly what they're about, which is super impressive and completely necessary to maximize explosions and car chases and shootouts for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Super important. No one does it better. No, Not it's a one. Uh, frighteningly efficient. Um, I'm currently rereading uh, Blake Snyder's Save the Cat. Yeah, it's really good. And it is, uh, you can hate it. You can hate it. You can hate Michael Bay. You can hate these movies. But all three movies we're going to discuss today really follow the rules of of Snyder's Save the Cat. It's a great book if you're interested in writing or interested in how movies work. And our Uh, podcast rules. And our podcast rules. That's true, too. But, uh... You guys want to get the fan mail? Yeah, let's do it. Fan okay. mail. Fan so, mail. Fan mail. Send it in. We'll read it probably and respond. So we have a theme song for fan mail. That was neat. <laughs> that, that was like a Wayne's World slash. I hope yeah, you remembered how to do that. I hope you remembered how to do that because you're doing it from now on. Oh, if only we recorded it. So uh, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show and the man who uh, helped co-write our theme song, Eric Cahill. Uh, sent in that what I can only Kale assume shredding on all the heavy metal what you shredding. can only assume is the worst fan mail that you've <laughs> it's ever the worst received. fan mail I've ever read <laughs> it is a frightening pastiche of ideas <laughs> and nouns and verbs yes uh, barely yeah, sentences like, so first off Eric asked who was the prom queen <laughs> Carla, Carla was the prom, was the prom queen prom. where did Wallace find nunchucks this is in reference to Braveheart and William Wallace also, when he's riding up and he looks like he's giving himself up after they kill his wife yeah. and he brings out the giant nunchucks and brains <laughs> that dude before they storm the fort. So nunchucks okay. nunchucks were originally invented as a way to uh, beat the hard uh, inedible husks off rice before they really got to like milling it. That makes sense. And I imagine what the rice ever do to them. That I imagine they Good had something question. similar with grain in Europe, yeah, probably. And then nunchucks became a weapon when uh, peasants weren't allowed to train with weapons, so they yeah. used like so nunchucks, size things like that. The uh, oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name like the kurosagi, like the 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 scythe, the short yeah, yeah, hold, held scythe. Those were all farm implements that got turned into weapons. That's interesting. So I imagine that's where Wallace got the nunchucks. Probably. How many members big is the Foot Clan? <laughs> fucking no. I mean, what's a clan? Yeah. Wait, like, I wait. feel like a clan has to be self-sustainable. Like, a it clan... has to control land. So, if you're gonna call yourself a clan, you have to have the clan members in the triple turf. Digits. Well, isn't it like made up of the clan had turf? Like, New York orphans, or I'm going back to the very origin of the word clan. Like, if you're a Scottish clan or an Irish clan, like, mm. you have to control territory. You basically have to be a government unto you're yourself. You're also a self-sustaining, everyone's fucking each other, making Yeah, you're looking at least clan. triple digits. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, just, and if, even if you're thinking of it in terms of a secret army and not in the still strict, triple digits. but you still gotta be triple dig. Easily. Yeah, you gotta have plenty of minimum cannon, 100. Cannon minimum fire. 100. And if you're fighting radioactive super turtles... 
Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. upper triple dig. I hope so. One would hope. Well, there's four of them, so it needs Realistically, to be at least, like, I, I would say Schroeder had about 300 men at his disposal. At least. I'm so then, well, I mean, he's trying to control New York. I'm thinking way it's north decent. of 300. I don't know, though. How do you find that many people? I mean, you, you also got to... disenfranchised you gotta, youth. All I you mean, need to do, you got to you gotta have... They're wearing attrition. It's a mixture uh, of attrition and... Training. Well, okay, so you have the shredder and you have his like disciples, his acolytes, his hand picked like guard. inner circle, his bodyguards. His Praetorian guard. So you're thinking <laughs> yeah. you're thinking like ten to fifty. And yeah. that's like the beating heart of the foot clan. Mm-hmm. And then after that you've got disenfranchised youth, street youth looking to join yeah, a gang. Yeah, yeah. And then like then you've got like kids who are trying to rebel. Like in high school I'd have when I was fun. punk rock, I'd have absolutely joined the foot yeah, clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have yeah, fought the Yeah, the Taekwondo mm-hmm. background. I, I was re- ready to use it. I, got I really feel. Belt. I really I feel like this turtle. is this is a big foot clan. I was a blue. I was a blue belt. I made all the way first degree black. Not good. Good for you. I did Shotokan and Taekwondo. Booyah. And Krav Maga out here. Yeah. Krav Maga. And then Eric asked us on Twitter. So his last question is one to ten. How bad is S? And then it gets cut <laughs> off by the lack of characters. So I mean. Is he asking how about a shredder? How about a splitter? How bad is it could shit? be anything. I would how imagine. How about shitting? Judging from the disparity between subjects of I think all it those lines, been... I'd imagine it was unrelated to all his previous <laughs> Completely questions. Unrelated. Yes, it's, yes. it's not related. I think is maybe how bad was Superman? What's the latest last movie? Man of Steel. Man of Steel. So it's know. not even Superman. He probably, just, he probably just would have said Superman. Yeah, how about his Superman steal, man of? How much How much was Superman? <laughs> so, uh, Eric, we're sorry we couldn't get to the last question. That's so right, he's, he's probably not listening to but the podcast really your he fault. wrote the theme song. So what else do we have? Okay, so then, uh, from user uh, Emperor of Mars. Yes. Great name. Dolor, Red Rocks. Do you have any hope at all for the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Will this return him to glory or increase his downward spiral? Uh, Luke, I'm going to assume you're uh, referring to Mr. Michael Bay. Bay. Yes. So first off, the movie... Well, first of all, is he in a spiral? spiral. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. He's on. He's making the fourth movie in a franchise that has spawned over a billion dollars each time. He's fine. Second off, Michael Bay literally has almost nothing to do with the new Ninja Turtles movie. It's being produced by Platinum Dunes, which is Bay's company. But he, they just send him money. Like, he's a DreamWorks guy. Pretty much, yeah. Huh. Um, he's not listed as any part on IMDb. He's not even produ- uh, listed as a producer. He just founded Platinum Dunes, which largely worked as a factory that just kind of spits out uh, horror remakes. Texas yeah. Chainsaw, Friday the 13th, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. But it's directed by Jonathan Liebsman, who did uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, Battle of Los Angeles, and Wrath of the Titans. So, no. I have no hope for the new Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> no. they, no. I, the designs are kind of cool. They're a little busy, but... Uh, uh, Wrath of the Titans looked great. Battle of Los Angeles looked great. Yeah. I have no desire to rewatch either of them. Yeah. No, I don't want to see either of those. So, uh, I, I guess it'd come down to the acting. So, they've got William Fickner as Shredder. That's and Will boring. Arnett. I'm down with that. Megan Fox as April O'Neil. I, I mean, I'd see it out of nostalgia. That's about it. But I'm would, not looking like it's going to be a fucking awesome flick. I'd watch it on Netflix. If anything, it's going to yeah. cause me to rewatch all the original tr- Turtles trailers. Yeah, more than anything. I liked the CGI one. That was okay. That one was pretty good. I saw I that in the theaters. That yeah. wasn't bad. And then a friend of the show and frequent yes. collaborator with all of us, Mr. Arnie Dibbles. Yes. Call Arnie Dibbles. He called, he first, his, he began with fan mail. Long time listener, first time writer, third episode. 
<laughs> Love the last episode, discussion of dystopian future movies. But there was one Demolition Man theory you guys didn't get to that I think would be fun for you all to discuss. John Spartan has a wife and kid. John gets frozen, and when he is thawed, his wife is dead, but his now grown-up daughter is nowhere to be found. Sandra Bullock, meanwhile, is black-haired, cop, like her dad, question mark, who's obsessed with the 90s action heroes cops, like her dad, question mark, and would probably be the same age as John Spartan's grown-up daughter. Virtual sex saying his daughter. Also, I would love to hear the rest of, rest of Kyle's triple deke pitch. A lot of people. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that, because Kyle can't. What do you mean I can't? It will you kill literally Kyle. broke twice. I'll write an entire screenplay. In, in episode two, you broke three times. Yeah, I know. There's a problem. You were useless. So where the fuck did? Kyle so first work? off, I just want to say, uh, Arnie, thank you for writing. We want to encourage anyone who listens to this podcast to write, just to let us know you're out there. Yeah, that we're not talking to no one, um, and we don't want to discourage anyone from writing to us. But Arnie, I'm going to tear your theory to shreds now. Please. Okay. Though I think it's super funny. <laughs> okay, so in Demolition Man, they have uh, they have records. Leona Huxley literally wasn't born amid the apocalypse. She was born amid the, the neutered future. It's 2035, and then Demolition Man opens in 1996. So even mm-hmm. if she was born the day uh, John Spartan jumped out of the helicopter mm-hmm. onto Simon Phoenix's base, she would be at least 40 years old and not in her 20s, yeah. like Leona Huxley is in the movie. What about nine, year, nine, nine, nine years? Nine months later, let's she say... She would be 39. Yeah. Leona okay. Huxley offered okay. to run a search, okay. saying it would be advocate. easy to find out exactly where she is since they already know what happened to Spartan's wife. Well, it's because yeah, she's, they... she's covering it up because she wants to fuck her dad. Obviously, so I don't. So uh, Kyle's presented I'm a lot of a, compelling evidence. I'm a staunch supporter of Arnie's fun theory. fact about San Angeles. We're super into incest now. Not a problem. <laughs> Only Taco Bell's. Fuck your mom. We're not going to make a kid. We're not going to produce a Joffrey. Yeah, not so a problem. We can mind sex all we want. Let's mind sex all you want. Yeah, when you're mind sexing, you can mind sex your sibling, mm-hmm. I guess. Or your mother. Let's stop talking about so, this. So, this went to a dark so place. I, I guess I'm just saying is you can choose between me and Kyle in terms of theories. I have facts, and then Kyle has uh, incest. He has movie facts, which are not facts. <laughs> it's a fictional world. If if he, his daughter was alive, she's alive, right? What if she's in the movie? What character would his daughter be? She'd, She'd probably be like, one of the garbage people in tire arm, like, armor. <laughs> Right, she would you definitely. She'd give all right, in, she would definitely and, be a strong, wear, like a cone hat. And she's she's got that Spartan blood, man. Yeah, she's she would not, definitely be a strong around. character. She wouldn't just be like a concierge. At the I'll tell you what, she's not living in San Angeles because she'd have bitch slapped. <laughs> fucking Dennis. Larry. Um, I want to eat a hamburger and have sex. Um, well, she would have going. to survive the fall of civilization and then the rebirth. Like, don't you think at some point you're kind of like, I'm done with the tire armor. I'm done with scavenging for food. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll wear, I'll wear vaguely Asian robes. I don't think I would ever get out of tire armor. Well, that's I love to wake up Asian every robes. day and just be like, well, what am I going to wear today? Fact, am I going to wear, wear my tire armor or am I going to wear my formal tire but armor? But we're different. I would wear tire armor to work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you got to let people know what you're about. Especially in the workplace. Matt, this is a black tie occasion. Oh, I'm wearing a bow tie over my tire armor. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm wearing one. But if this place ever gets taken over by terrorists... Yes. ...or gasoline raiders... Yes. ...one of us should be ready to go. I'll Listen, have assless chaps and tire armor. <laughs> That's fair. If people start swinging it. bats at people's shoulders, I'm prepared. I'm in right. this. 
So, um, for those of you who may not know Kyle in real life, about ninety percent of his future plans involve assless chaps. <laughs> it just is or diapers. Thing. Apparently, I've seen a lot of movies about <laughs> the future. And the common denominator between all of them are assless chaps. But the assless chaps is never the hero or assless the main chaps, villain. Mohawks, bleached fades, always. That guy, fu- the, the assless okay. chap guy, dies terribly in every single one of those movies. And that's fine. But I'm just saying that it's a trend, and I'm gonna be ahead of it. <laughs> Go ahead, and then. you'll be the first. <laughs> what if? What if that's the first, first horn of the apocalypse? I want to be. <laughs> I want to be chaps make a I want to be the Ralph Lauren of a dystopian future in terms of assless chaps. So you're going to be a designer? Oh god. Yeah. Oh god, it's happening again. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh, Before we gonna, get into diaper gonna culture, go exactly let's go. as episode 2. Michael Bay. Yes, director. American. Absolutely. Hero. Patriot. <laughs> Michael Bay was born in 1965. Demigod. Adopted by his folks. So right now, there is a couple that fucked at 16, and they are missing out and they gave on them tens up. of millions of dollars. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. She's, Idiot. She's turning. Hey, Michael, I'm, I'm your dad. You know, I know you don't know me, but I want to get Fuck in touch. Fuck you, bro. Okay, <laughs> Fuck you. Mark Wahlberg. Get him. <laughs> Tyrese. Get him. <laughs> Josh Duhamel. Get him. Get him. <laughs> Yeah, I like the idea that all of his actors are just a gang. gang. (laughs) Um, I would die for Michael Bay. He just has Ed Harris call him on the phone and threaten him. (laughs) Ed Harris, call him. Ed Harris is very intense. Um, He went to Wesleyan. uh, (laughs) Which is is a college that generally rebels against mainstream anything. So... Michael Bay went there. Well, and when you rebelled, read it like that, it sounds like a rebelled hipster so college. hard, and he against rebelled wrestling. against them that he became the intellectual's idea of the great populist Satan. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't like Michael Bay movies, if you really truly fear he's the de- feel he's the devil, which is bullshit. But if that's where your mind goes, it's Wesleyan's fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he got started in commercials and music videos. Which makes sense because if you read the uh, the GQ article, because all he does is have hot women and everything. Hence, but his, he took a hence musical his effectiveness class at in storytelling. Oh, God damn it! And West Side Story changed his life. Of course it did. <laughs> which gives which gives proof to my theory that uh, the modern action movie is is the is the great descendant of musicals. Because in musicals, what happens is is the story goes on, and then when you can't continue the story, yeah. like when you're so overfilled with emotion, you s- the actors break into songs. It's like when people go into soliloquies from like uh, Elizabethan uh, drama, like Shakespeare or Marlowe. But replace or those songs with a with, car with, chase with oh, gun I'm violence. So, so so full of feelings. I better shoot it out. But he he actually he made a point. He's like the style, the smoothness, the the, the way they shoot the musicals, the way it's framed. That's what I try to do with action. That's crazy. So if you're mad at Michael Bay, you're mad at Wesleyan. You're mad at West Side Story, <laughs> and you hate fun. And, yeah, and you're mad at, at that one of the pillars of modern cinema. <laughs> just just turn your brain off so, and go with it, man. So Michael Bay got mixed up with Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, who are basically producer versions of Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. They had success with another commercial director that I'm sure we're going to talk about at some point in the future, Tony Scott, <laughs> R.I.P., and took a chance on the guy Word. who crashed a fucking plane for a meatloaf video. God bless him. <laughs> wow. 
the only man who had a, a helicopter chase in a Victoria's Secret commercial. So a lot of people don't like <laughs> Bay, and they think he's 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 the great Satan. I think he's a lot more tongue in cheek than people give him credit for. I think he I think he knows exactly what he's doing, which is I think is what a lot of people for some reason don't get. Like they 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 think he's just all about the mind. First of all, if you break down any of his films. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're, he they're, they're gorgeous to the behold. Fuck yeah. out of a movie, like Visually straight up, like just just compared shot for shot against any other director. Like <laughs> it's, he it, genuine, it's, the guy knows how to shoot action, which is an art form in and of itself. He knows how to stage action. Which, it's very with, easy with, to misshoot. Yeah, action. but like with what he does, like just Bad Boys Two, that fucking car chase. A lesser director would have no idea how to do that no that's impossible that's insane like how do you state the staging of it the goddamn like just the logistics of it are mind-boggling it's, it's the one where the cars being thrown the cars are being thrown off the tractor trailer a boat you Madness. just sink a boat for reference yeah um, you didn't sink a boat but it's beautiful but it, it, so so he got mixed up with don simpson and don simpson died during the filming of the rock but i have a don simpson quote here we have no obligation to make history we have no obligation to make art. We have no obligation to make a statement. Our obligation is to make money. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, mm. I'm gonna give you a quick run through Don Simpson's CV, his resume, Go. Uh, his producer, Beverly Hills Cop, yep. Top Gun, yep. Days of Thunder, Fuck Yes, Bad Boys, Crimson Tide, Dangerous Minds, and of course, <laughs> Flashdance. <laughs> but he did right. change minds with Flashdance. That's pretty. Slim, he put asses he in seats. <laughs> Those movies are important. See, I, I mean, love look, that. Those Eddie are, Murphy, those are people. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Mark Lawrence and Will Smith, Gene Hackman, Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, I know that that seems, a lot it of seems shallow. It seems like a bullshit thing. But ultimately, bigger budget films, definitely, it's about making money. And he knew how to do it. He knew how to make it entertaining. And those movies are career-making films. For actors. Like, for actors. Who can, who can stop, who can, in between career, these big-budget movies. Yeah make the the indie films yeah but it's not like a regular tentpole movie that's just money thrown at it and then it comes out makes money and then goes away these are also these have stuck around yeah. they're culture some of them yeah. have they cult are followings. a part they're not even cult followings they're part of cult top yeah. gun is not a cult following Bad Bad gun Cop is, is, is is culture yeah I, I had a buddy who <laughs> asked a girl to do a dance and we all did the top gun singing scene and put on yes shades. absolutely yeah, Okay, so here's the thing: is if you read the GQ article, there's multiple instances where like Martin Lawrence was being a shithead on set, Owen Wilson was showing up late, Ben Affleck was being a prick, Will Smith was the guy from the sitcoms, Shia LaBeouf was a Disney Channel factory, you know, star, Nick Cage did indie films, Megan Fox was just a pretty face. And if you read the GQ article, he set all of them on the right path. <laughs> like he threw an arm around Owen Wilson, and was like, you know, I worked for Sean Connery, and Sean Connery was never late. And Owen Wilson was never late again. And then <laughs> oh, Ben Affleck okay, just came oh. off uh, chasing Amy. Oh, okay, man. I get it. I all right, so. all right. <laughs> ben Affleck comes I'm off sorry, chasing I'll Amy. show up from now on. They pay for his dental surgery. They said he had baby teeth. <laughs> oh, baby teeth. I hate and then they true. got him a tan and a trainer. That's all that. And now he's won Oscars. Yep. Uh, Will Smith went from sitcom star to A-list actor. West Philadelphia, yep. born and raised. Easily. Shia LaBeouf, who... Was we'll a wiener see, kid. We'll see what happens. Still is a wiener kid. We'll see kid. how that shakes out. But we're <laughs> he talking tried to about be him. an action star in but real life. But the point life, is, is that Nick Cage went from art house, small house films to mainstream. He, he works with a quality of actor that doesn't have 
they don't have to work with them. Yeah, like every person they here... They don't have to do it. Every person here, if you want to, like, take them down, like Owen Wilson is best friends with Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, he, he, he did passes on, like, Royal Tenenbaums yeah, yeah. and Bottle Rocket. Like, Ben Affleck has done Oscar-winning movies, Oscar-bait yeah. movies, indie films. You know, Will Smith, Six Degrees of Separation. Like, the guy can act if he wants to. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf in, like, The Battle of Shaker Heights. Yeah. You know, he, he stretched his wings. Nick Cage has won an Oscar for acting in Leaving Las yeah. Vegas. M- Megan Fox. Um, <laughs> anyway, so... But the point is that the guy is... A good director. Yeah. Visually, he gets it. He knows how to motivate actors he that are, for the actors. most part, troublesome. Yeah. And it's just, uh, he's, I don't know, he just is a guy that has, I think, grown a mystique about him. Yeah. Of, like, douchebaggery. I think he's easy oh, to hate. gosh. I think people look at his now movies and they with... see it on a purely superficial level, and then they transfer it onto the man himself. Yeah. And just sort of like, well, I can fucking do this. No, you can't. Well, it's like you can't what, fucking do it. There like are great Troopers. indie. There are great indie film directors that can't even step in that realm. Yeah, it's a different style of filmmaking. No. There aren't a lot of directors that can do what he does. No, just period. Otherwise, they'd be get getting fucking hired. You know, it, that's just right. It. I'm with you. To film action and intensity, you've yeah. got to be intense. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You've got to be top dog. Here's the thing. is Every time we've we've discussed an action director, mm-hmm. we've always been like, also, he's a crazy person. Yeah. You're basically taking an army of people. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Bay mentioned, like Transformers 2 employs between 2,000 and 2,500 people. It's fucking nuts. So you're taking an army, and you have to basically break them to your vision. Mm-hmm. So... There's a little megalomania involved. Absolutely. Every action movie director, if you've ever, every good action movie director is a crazy person. John Milius, who wrote like, who wrote and directed like Conan and did like Dirty Harry and stuff. He wrote the dirt, he wrote the, the Magnum 44 speech, mm-hmm. which is the, the, the largest handgun ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about how he wanted to go to Afghanistan and wander the desert looking for Osama bin Laden. And put the gun in his mouth and then give that speech and pull the trigger. <laughs> Michael like, Bay would have caught him. Like you have to be an insane person yeah. to want to direct action movies. I like you have to be a crazy person to want to do really anything in the entertainment industry. But period. an action movie is is the zenith of your insanity. Yeah. Like you want to shoot it involves a bunch of people a sitting around in a coffee shop that, talking. Yeah. yeah. It's just you gotta get shit done, man. That's the thing. And also, you don't get shit done talking. That's for damn sure. Not. Also in this article, there there is just a bunch of quotes talking about uh, working with Michael Bay. And then at the end of it, it he quotes himself. And he said, uh, I'm like uh, uh, true and American. <laughs> He's absolutely right. He's I agree with that. Dream. <laughs> He's a goddamn Started American from the bottom, and, and now we're here. Okay, so let's get into our first movie. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. What you gonna do? 1995. <laughs> Bay's first movie. Depending on who you talk to, it's made between eleven and twenty-three million dollars in terms of its budget. Based on who you talk to, yeah, it's like some people are like, "Well, he had twenty-three million." Some people are like, "He had ten million." Some people are like, "He had eighteen million. A pittance, really. Yeah, especially by his budgets later. But it's a small movie. There's four credited writers: Jim Mulholland and Michael Burry. If you look them up, they wrote for a lot of Letterman, celebrity mm-hmm. roasts, and award shows. This is their only real film. <laughs> George Gallo. Did Midnight Run, which explains a lot of the banter. Mm-hmm. His upcoming work includes Gummy Bear, the movie. <laughs> and finally, 
Doug Richardson, who did Die Hard 2, Money Train, and Hostage. Mm. Ooh, Money Train. This is like the that. first action role for both Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. The Money Train has... That, that is Woody Harrelson, right? I I'm think thinking so. the right And things. Wesley Snipes. And Wesley Snipes, that's what I thought. That and Topless Jennifer awesome. Lopez. This is one of the few movies my brother introduced me to, and I thank him for that. But So, Bad Boys, where so do we go from back to here? Bad Boys, yeah. Was it... This is Michael Bay's first big movie. This is right? his first movie, period. He did right. commercials and he did music videos before this. This is his first one. And Jesus. I love that he started with two. Like, he did Buddy Cop. He was like, I want to do a Buddy Cop no, movie. Do, do you know I want to do an urban Buddy Cop no, movie. No, do you know the origin behind Bad Boys? Probably. Okay, so Michael Bay, first off, if you watch Bay any Thomas. interview, any discussion with him. If you watch like if you look at the like the extras on Bad Boys Two, yeah, he talks about Bad Boys One. He goes, "This was my only chance, and if I screwed it up, I'd be in movie jail." Which means yeah. if you do a bad first movie, you're not asked to do. You a just second never movie. will do it ever again. So yeah. originally, it was written as a uh, a concept for John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. That's awful, and it tested terribly. Yeah, obviously. So then they got Martin Lawrence, and then they couldn't figure out who they wanted next. Gina! Like Lawrence Fishburne, Damn, Gina. Lawrence Fishburne's name was uh, tossed around. Oh, that's my favorite. And Martin Lawrence talked about how he was driving in his car around L.A. and saw Lawrence Fishburne and yelled out his window, Oh, God. Do you want to do Bad Boys? And Lawrence Fishburne shook his head, no. (laughs) And Martin Lawrence was like, well, I did my part. (laughs) And then they picked Will Smith. Well, if I can try. Wait, wait. Do I get producer credit for that? Did Lawrence Fishburne know what Bad Boys was? Probably not. Hey, man, do you want to do Bad Boys? <laughs> and shook his head no because Martin Lawrence was yelling at him. Who from is the this? Car. Who is this crazy man with if cocaine Martin around Lawrence his nose? At me, I would say naked no models as well. around his Corvette. So, so here's the thing: is uh, there are stories from the set that talk about how Martin wouldn't read the script, he wouldn't run lines with anybody, or give notes, and they just had to get him right, and they had to talk about. Martin's experience as a black man and Bay's experience as a white dude from the valley, oh and God. somehow they connected. But the point is, is is, is I Michael think that Bay shows up in the scene when they enter the mansion. <laughs> and the thing is, is Michael Bay had to had to bring him to bear, yeah, and 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 learn how to use him. And if you listen to stories, oh my, Tracy, why'd you do that? Tracy Jordan's character on Thirty Rock is based on Martin Lawrence, yes, which means Michael Bay is Liz Lemon. <laughs> He was the Tina Fey to his Martin uh, Lawrence, yes. and he was a guy who was just starting out. He just wanted to have it all. Wanted to have it all. <laughs> so, and just had to make it work. If God nothing else, it. if you get out of this podcast, Climax is the only one that will connect the dots from Michael Bay to <laughs> Tina Fey. I mean, the dots are far. No, they're super close. Fuck you, Nick. They're super close. They are right there. They're also exploding in full of knives. So... Um, exploding and full of knives. So, so Bad Boys Two. Let's just get this out of the way right away. First things first. It's Bad Boys sequel. Two or Bad Boys. Bad Boys. Yes. Bad Boys One. No one in this one. movie likes each other. Everyone hates the person they're working with. The good guys, the bad guys, husbands and wives. No one is happy to see each other ever. That's crazy. No one likes each other at all in Bad Boys. Really, Martin Lawrence and and fucking Will Smith didn't get along. No, I'm just saying, like, it, they're characters. Oh, character-wise, no one's happy to see yeah. each other. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah. Everyone's just yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. I thought you meant behind the scenes. No. We were talking behind the scenes no, 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 shit. No, 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 no. I mean, the characters in this movie, no one likes each other. Yeah. I don't know. They're the two call girls, that ca- or the fake call girls. Who <laughs> no, take Tia each Leone. other. So she goes with her friend Max to the Coke party in the Al Capone suite. Which is what I would do. And just talks shit. Yeah. 
She's super unhappy to be there. At no mm-hmm. point is she backing her friend's play. All right. It's just, it, yeah, that's I like, a good point. Like I wrote down this quote she used to get her friend there. He's on speedballs. He probably can't even get it up. <laughs> just come with me. Probably won't even be able to fuck you. He probably so he called high. escorts. There's no way he probably has sex. The on guy his called mind. escorts. He's not gonna fuck us. All right. That is true though. The no, yeah, no one likes each other. Everyone's just yelling at each other. Everyone's talking shit, calling their abilities. Like, even the bad guys are just like, you fat fuck. How'd you fucking miss them? It's like, I was trying to get here as fast as I can. Fuck you. Fuck you. Eat shit. By the way, the bad guy, um, oh god, what's his name? It's like a weird... Fouché. Fouché. Played by Checky Carrillo. Carrillo. The French guy. Also the French guy from The Patriot. Also the French guy from Kiss of the Dragon. Also he's a Also French guy from A Million Things. (laughs) But... Excellent bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my thing: is who would work with him? Because the second there's a speed bump, the second it gets even slightly uphill, he starts shooting people. Yeah, he murders literally everyone. He I don't know with. bad guys that respect that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. No, who would respect that? Yeah, I'm not gonna work with that guy. If I if I'm late with a coffee, I'll get shot. Yeah, but in the he'll head. kill you. Yeah, or just like it demands. How does he? Have, mean, how does he have any guys? The coke guy was being pretty dumb, spending all their money that they just are using all their drugs. That they well, just but they stole. also draft the guy. So the movie opens with a heist. Great as does as the Rock. All... This is a great old school action movie opening. It's as does the Rock. Yes. The Rock also opens with a heist, which makes me wonder if Michael Bay wants to shoot a heist movie. I don't know why he fucking because a heist movie is just cool people doing cool shit. That's it's, all he's about, and it's all gear porn. <laughs> He can lovingly shoot grappling hooks and things that block lasers. Like like, like concept cars. Just like cool shit. How has he not shot a heist movie? Because this movie and The Rock both open with great heists. God damn it. And then as Kyle mentioned earlier, this movie this movie is brutally efficient. Like within the first scenes with the good guys and the first scenes with the bad guys, we know we know the characters. We know what they're about. Yeah. And then we just plunge them into the scenario. Yeah. It's really cool and and completely necessary for a movie like this. Well, I mean, I don't know. Any good movie, period, when the once you spend that first moment with a character, you should know who they're who they are, what they're about. That's just solid filmmaking, period. Yeah. But well, super necessary for an action scene. film. Because it opens up once you get that out of the way, it opens up the ability to make action and have it matter because yes. you know these people yeah. and you care about them or know to hate them. Well, it opens up with Mike and uh, Marcus sitting in a car, cool car. They're arguing. They're arguing because they hilariously. Hate each other. They're arguing <laughs> hilariously. They're cops, but not your average cops. And they get guns pulled on them and they shrug it off. Yeah, but Mike's immediately rich. established. Marcus is married. Yeah, he's not getting fucked enough. Nope. Uh, the car Mike has is way too nice for a cop. Mm-hmm. They get pulled over. They're not even remotely deterred. They barely stop their they argument. They continue arguing. To, to acknowledge the guys trying to carjack them. And then they pull their guns and just take care of shit. So good. Okay, so interestingly enough, this is Michael Bay's first movie. And it kind of shows. Because the first kill by the heroes isn't until 37 minutes and 30 seconds into the movie. That's mind-boggling wow. to me. You were telling me that, and it was like, that is fucking crazy. 
And then really? Will Smith has an unofficial kill like one hour and ten minutes in because he's throwing ether barrels out of the back of an ice cream truck because sure. it's a Michael Bay movie. Ether he, is one of the characters in this movie. Absolutely. Ether shows up <laughs> a it lot. It comes up a lot. <laughs> a lot. He shoots the barrel. It explodes. Yeah. But for insurance purposes, the fire kills the bad guys because they're not dead. They drive into the flaming barrel. When you fill out the form, it's it's the ether barrel. Yeah. So then that <laughs> somehow means, an ether barrel ended up there and it blew up. That means know. Will Smith didn't officially kill anybody until an hour and forty five minutes in. That's fucking until crazy. the very final shootout. Oh, oh but he does get the good oh, that fucking race at the end. Yeah, that's fucking. That's cool. Martin oh. driving. It is Martin driving. Oh fuck! This brings me to a point. This the first movie, Bad Boys One, ends with uh, Mike telling Marcus, "Oh, from now on, that's how you drive." Yeah. Okay, and in the second oh, yeah, one, I forgot in the he... second one, it ends the same way, except it's not driving; it's shooting. From now on, that's yeah. how you shoot. That's so. So the series great. is just Marcus learning how to do cops. <laughs> how to be. <laughs> How to do it well. Hey, you want to be a detective? You won't be a beat cop. We're just going to jump you right to detective. Yeah. It's how to perfect the arts of Will Smith. But yeah, it's it's kind of amazing for an action movie, a Michael Bay movie, and a movie where there are repeated references to their body counts. Yeah. And the fact that they don't play the rules... Like before Mike you go Lowry into Club Hell, to, yeah. Will Smith, Mike, Club Martin Hell, Lawrence calls name, Will Smith. He goes, "Okay, trigger Mike. Be cool." Like he's murdered Mike, a million people. Mike hasn't yeah. t- hasn't shot anybody this entire movie. He hasn't done shit so far. He got thrown through a window that's by so dude crazy. wearing a backwards Kangol hat. It's a huge thing. That that's. Oh do, my you, God. do you think he Michael Bay realized this, and, or I guess it's written by different people? But do you think they realized this and then? I mean, I guess a guy why they amped it up. I guess, I guess, I, I guess, a guy with that reputation would go at least a couple days without murdering someone, uh, right? Maybe but just, I don't care about those right, days. Maybe, yeah, I know. I know. These days, Good all right, point. guys, I have a theory. Maybe they just pulled a justified. You know, after Raylan shoots a bunch of people, he kind of cools off to show that he could put. Maybe the, well, to show that's that the that point you, in the as life a cop, where we you literally in. can't murder people <laughs> indiscriminately and not have repercussions, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, real fast. I want to put this to a vote. We can let the readers decide. Do you think that I, Matt Loman, could pull off slipping into third person like Will Smith does in this movie and Terry Crews does on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. Is it a black thing? Is it a cool guy thing? Or it specifically me, I can't do it? I don't think it's specifically no. you. No. I would, I'd, I would never say that. I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's... Oh, man, I think it's a cool guy thing. I but then it also I don't is know. like a I, really great I, black I, I thing. I think I kind of pull I don't it know off. if like absolutely not. What? <laughs> not no point. Even. What I are you talking Nick. about the Nick chant? Yes. No, no okay. that is well, egotism writ large. What? That is, that is your people. mind out of control. No, that is other people chanting my name. No, I'm, no, no. That's, that's not how it works out at all. That I know your, you guys. That love is your me. drunk brain creating a fantasy. I'm world. not drunk yet, <laughs> Joey. Can I get a refill? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not talking about right now. I mean, every other time you've started a For Nick chant. I uh, I don't know. I think it's a tough thing. I think it's a tough thing. Okay, fine. To pull Maybe off. I can't, but I'm probably the closest one here. Here's my question. That's fair. <laughs> if you called me and I answered, "This is Loman, you hot," would you hang up? No. no, or would you continue the conversation? No, having known you, no. no but if I'm calling you podcast. for a fucking job interview, yes, of course I hang up with you. If I'm your mom and you say that, I'd probably Slowly hang up hot. with you. Unless it's Michael yes. Bay calling for a writer. That's about it. They or if that like, got me the job. 
<laughs> this is Loman. You hot? Yeah, you get it. Matt, you from take, na- from take, now, that, take that chance, Matt. From now on, you gamble with that. You answer your phone like that. <laughs> Let's discuss Act Two, the identity switch. Bless you. Gesundheit. Why? Oh, get it? Oh, why? why? It goes on know. for so long. It does go on. It should have been a scene. Yeah, and like once she met them and mm-hmm. liked them, like she clearly acknowledged Will Smith's character. As oh, she clearly one. had a white on for. Well, Will it Smith's also character. wouldn't have. It doesn't really change anything. It's just an ongoing bit more than anything. Like if she, if they were just like, by the way, those aren't our names. She'd have been like, okay, well, I still know your personalities. Yeah, like I don't feel. I already betrayed. trust you. You've yeah. already, you've already defended my life. Enrich yeah. your lives multiple times for me. Not really a big deal. When you talk about this movie, most people never remember it. Yeah. It's super inconsequential. Yeah. I just I just don't understand. Like like you said, as a scene, as a comedy bit, where Martin Lawrence Great. has to pretend to be this smooth, rich womanizer. Which is where oh, there, I think Bad Boy 2's shines in that they they have plenty of moments like that, but realize that they are moments. Yes. Yeah. And not like some short. sort of weird ongoing device. Like there's Although, plenty. You have these two yeah. brilliant comedic actors that can pull shit off. You could have them do a million things. You don't need one thing for them. There was the identity switch did offer a hilarious scene where Will Smith was on the phone with uh, Marcus's wife and doing husband. Er, she already yeah, hung up, funny. but he oh, was no, no, like, no, "I'll be home for dinner." Yeah, what's yeah, what, that movie? Yeah, what, yeah, I really wanted to see that. What do you want? She hangs up. What are you I was wearing? fucking. What are you wearing? cracking up that. <laughs> but, but here's the thing is they have this bit where <laughs> so martin lawrence is pretending to be will smith's character they're in will smith ca- will smith's character's apartment yeah there's all these pictures of will smith in there <laughs> and he's like he's like no no it's not weird there's just a picture here for every time he saved my life <laughs> If it was Will Smith in that scene, yeah, it's still weird. Because it's a shrine to Will Smith. <laughs> if yeah. I go over to someone's house and they have they nothing but pictures of, picture of them. themselves by themselves yes. posing, they're a serial killer. Yes. Like, there's something wrong with them. Well, oh, they God. didn't have Facebook or Instagram then, so they had to post you pictures to of themselves somewhere. Look at this fucking cool picture of myself. Look at me. But like half I'm by picture- a waterfall. But yeah, but half the pictures like Will Smith, like... Wearing a tank top, like leaning against like a basketball. <laughs> That's all goal, the pictures. Like holding a basketball. Obviously. Or like him next to a car. Like there's no other people in the pictures. It's a shrine to Will Smith in Will Smith's apartment. Oh, God bless him. At no point is that okay. It's I actually, like it. It's actually better that Martin Lawrence said that. It's less weird. It's yeah, actually. I I, I also had a question. It actually makes so, it way less weird. I don't know if they established it in the first time, like. It definitely is in the second one. Uh, Marcus and Mike have known each other before they Since high school. Fourth. Yeah, since high school. At least. At least. In the first one, while Mike is over at Marcus's apartment, and he's going through like old yearbooks, and he sees him wearing the fro in the oh, pictures. I love the fro. Why is he surprised by that? Because they've known each other then. Yeah, but here's the thing. Is, Sometimes is, you forget. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe, maybe it wasn't doesn't have access to that picture. Yeah. That's true. You know? That's true. To, to, to remind him. But also, if he if, went away for summer camp for a year and a half we, to grow the hair, if we hold them to that logic, we miss one of the best parts of Bad Boys Two, which we will get to eventually. Oh. <laughs> right now, I would like to talk about the fulcrum of Bad Boys One when things change and then people kind of realize what's going on. Is Club Hell? 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack from when they go to Club Hell to track down their only lead to the bad guys. Yeah. Okay, first off, the it's, probably, it's probably the club that was in the space before the Merovingian from the Matrix sequels <laughs> moved into. Yes. Like, it's, all, it's, all, it's all like columns and poles. <laughs> so good. So, so another Michael Bay stable. There's just scattered ass everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just women oh. be- wearing floss between their butt cheeks. Just dance that's a man shit. that's just made music video, which I, thought- I think is a huge Ooh. thing for him like the music video background he just knows how to shoot the shit out of beautiful women it, it made him frighteningly efficient because he has to establish stuff early and he well, that's understands and he background. understands yeah. slow-mo Understand slow mo. Oh, understands really how does. to use women. Yeah. In in terms of establishing, <laughs> I mean this this movie basically I was like oh so that's what adults do is you go to clubs and there's just ass everywhere. Absolutely. There's just women shaking. Which is true. Clubs they are. just don't want to talk to me. <laughs> we no just don't to to get into those clubs <laughs> at all. It sucks. Not where I want to go now. Uh, I learned that about myself. Uh, the other big thing to unpack from the Club Elsie is Martin Lawrence's complete disregard for urinal rules. When he slides okay, up to that yeah. urinal, he's like looking at everywhere. He saw that guy's hey, dick man. like eight times. Yes, yes, he's he just did. waving his head all over. He's talking. So unnecessary. He, he oh. takes the middle urinal. Not not cool. He looks everywhere. He talks to the dude who's peeing next to him. He deserved to get a bag over his <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, where'd the bag come from? Was he pissing into the bag? Did he pull over a piss bag over his face? I really hope he pulled a piss bag. I mean and then a lot of it is Martin Lawrence terrible detective. That dude was like a skeezy meth tweaked biker. <laughs> he looked like no one else in that club. Obviously that man's there to murder. He's you. there to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. If not you, maybe the worst detective ever. God damn it! Like it's no, that, easy that br- brings up uh, Kyle's law. What is it? Uh, bad cop, but good. No, bad lawman, but good. No, cop that was my rule, good. and it was it was bad cop, but good lawman. Yeah, and that does not apply here because <laughs> Raylan Givens would have noticed that man immediately. Yes. Will Smith's character would have noticed that man immediately. Literally anyone else but Martin Lawrence's character would have been like, "Probably, oh, this is like kind of skeezy this biker. Pretty fucked up. Doesn't look like all these beautiful hairless people yeah, at Club probably. Hell. He's probably here to murder someone, if not me, somebody else. Somebody here that I should prevent from oh, happening. Michael, also, the window behind the bar looks into the men's bathroom. Yeah. Why do you want to see that? I don't know. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Should what a weird club. Bathroom. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the that worst like ruined. I would except never for the scattered fucking ass. go there except, except for the, the scattered ass. ass. It's called Club Hell. Like, that's why they had to set uh, torture. Oh that's you why there were women with their asses everywhere. Because it's like, well, no one respects the urinal rules. Murders happen there daily. People at the bar are watching me pee. Like, here's what you're going to see in a men's room. You're going to see dudes awkwardly, like, nod at each other, like, bro nod. Yeah. Maybe a couple fist bumps from some overzealous dudes. Ugh. Guy comes out of the, the bathroom, clearly did coke. Yeah. Off the off the toilet paper dispenser. Why? Why is that in there? I don't know. Club hell is like a nickname you give a club that you don't want to go to. It's like, it oh, you guys want to go to Club H? No, I don't want to go to Club Hell. No! no! I hate it! Okay, so maybe the most knowing line in the movie as they leave Club Hell, Taya Leone screams, You're cops, why are you running away? (laughs) Yeah, they don't acknowledge it. Yeah, we're just we're just racing them to the car chase. They don't have to. Where Will Smith gets his first unofficial kill. Also in this movie, it it foreshadows a second movie 
when Martin Lawrence's character is complaining about being partners with him, he's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you're, you're always at, uh, shooting first. I'm always getting bullets grazing my ass, which happens in the second movie. <laughs> From Will Smith. It's straight up shot in his ass. From Will Smith. So maybe when they're making the second one, they looked back. Yeah, and- man, watching these back to back makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. It does. Uh, and, and not for the better, which we'll get to soon. I want to talk about uh, Joe Pantaleone. God bless him. Who was in this movie as the captain. It blew my mind when I realized that he was in two of my favorite movies, Bad Boys and The Matrix. When I finally <laughs> Bad Boys made and Bad Boys I was like, Wait, my God. Fuck. Wait, who was he in The Matrix? Him. Cypher. Cypher, dude. God Jesus. damn you, Cypher. <laughs> Nick, Nick's having that moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's having that moment I had at age 17. <laughs> Shit. But he's that upset. moment impacted me. He's hard. upset at the bad boys all the time. Yeah, like this is what they want. It's like I can't believe you set these guys on fire. Other stuff happened, Chief. There was like, ether. We like, had to. this was the end game. That's like not the intention, but shit certainly. escalated, boss. Yeah, not. You know what? I want the captain to go on a ride along with them just for <laughs> and one And just day. so he fucking gets, gets it. it. Yeah. Just so he understands what they're under. Violence is like, just oh, what, what are they But here's doing? the thing is, is these guys would not respect someone who doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, like, so he must be. Like, he, Joey Pants' an character awesome. at some point, yeah. like, murdered 30 cartel he members was, by himself. He was a bad boy. Yeah. At some point <laughs> yeah. in his career. I just can't figure out why he's oh, always upset at them. I like, can't believe that was said because <laughs> he was. He clearly was. was. Literal I'm shocked bad it didn't boy. take I'm, sh- I'm shocked it took this long. <laughs> oh, it gives it less meaning though when you say bad boy. <laughs> um, he's so, so Michael Bay, the thing that shows up in all of his all of his movies is an obsession with current technology. Yeah, you know, be it drones or satellites or, mm-hmm. or night vision goggles or whatever. I love the terrible 1995 technology in this movie. The map no. they use to triangulate the bad guy's whereabouts. Yes, looks like Solid Snake's case. No, so <laughs> no. it's like good. it's like no. olive green barfed on brown, right. and they're just like, oh yeah, they're at the airfield. Clearly, <laughs> you get that, Matt. Clearly, I actually kind of liked it. I was like, okay, this is like clearly not using technology that we won't have. Like they're not showing a screen that was preloaded with like CGI, just like maps that show like 3D buildings of images or. Images. It wasn't a hologram. Yeah. It was just a shitty map of a road. But it was barely a map of a road. It was literally (laughs) olive green camo on brown. They're like, oh, they're at the old airfield. Well, maybe someone someone walked by with a magnet near the old computer. I don't know. I'm fucking down. Then, yeah. So Fouché, the bad guy, who all we know is he likes money and he has, he's foreign, so we hate him. Which is basically... I also mean, French, so every, they, every early 90s villain. It's both, well, it's definitely both the bad boys villains. Yeah. Easily. Oh, God, he, uh, yeah. He has, he has two remaining henchmen. One's played by Frank John Hughes, who was Bill Garnier in Band of Brothers. They both make horrific passes at Taya Leone. Yeah. <laughs> like, Frank John Hughes is like, Got really sexy ears. I want to lick them. I wrote that. And then the fat guy, when she's trying to fish out the, yeah. the handcuff, he's like, "You got a niche? The discretion, you beautiful blue eyed bitch." Yeah. <laughs> I'll scratch whatever you want you me to scratch. You beautiful blue eyed blue. <laughs> those those are the pickup lines of date rapists. Yeah. If you're a blue eyed bitch, please write into the show, and I'll scratch whatever you want me to scratch. Absolutely. So Nick just became our so, horrific henchman. So Nick is a date oh, rapist. Shit. 
But they both die pretty horrifically. The beautiful blue-eyed bitch guy gets shot into a transformer. Absolutely. And then gets electrocuted. And then Frank John Hughes' character... So, there's two black cop lines that are great. Yes. So, you've got Martin Lawrence going, You forgot your boarding pass. <laughs> Shoots so the ether tanks under the plane. Which explodes the plane and throws Frank Hughes' flaming corpse into a pile of rubble. Yes. And then Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon 2. And the guy shoots Riggs and goes, Diplomatic community! <laughs> Bang! It's just been revoked. <laughs> which so is, good. Which Although, is the better line? I don't know. It's just been revoked, I think. is a Although, out of all these, the three movies we're doing tonight, Bad Boys 1 might be the least quotable from them. But here, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think this is what puts... You forgot your boarding pass over any other thing. Mm-hmm. Is Sony Pictures at no point wanted to pay for the explosion? They didn't have the time. They didn't have the budget. And Michael Bay was like, "How much would it cost to shoot that scene?" Oh, did he put an twenty five thousand dollars? So he paid for it. He signed a check to Sony Pictures. God bless him to shoot the scene, and then he put it on the clapperboard when they started the scene. Michael Bay the chest. Yeah, he put the check on the clapperboard That's and then awesome. clapped. <laughs> And then it's until the movie. This is like fucker. a ninety-five when God, you didn't make your man. budget in one weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the movie uh, finally crossed sixty million dollars, after pestering them, they finally gave him the twenty-five thousand dollars back. It was a quarter of his fee to direct the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Arnold's- hero. Hero, hero. <laughs> Easily. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger... about it, but I love it. Arnold Schwarzenegger did the same thing for Terminator Three: Salvation, or so, the one where he's. The scene where he's on a fire truck and it plows through like a building with the I think it's Terminator Three. Yeah, he paid for that. Jesus. Yeah, that's crazy. That movie yeah, is awful. But, owns, but that's like, in terms of real estate, he owns half of California. But, but this is weird because he really because this is Michael really Bay's upsetting. first movie. But that was Arnold's. Like Arnold's clearly has a fortune. Yeah, already. Yeah, but this is Michael Bay's. First, first movie. movie that's a huge dude deal. he, he went all in dude. but yeah. if you, like if you said, watch his... if you watch the extras on bad boys too is he he recalls that story and he's like this is the moment when the audience claps yeah and we and, have to do he it believed in yeah. it and it, it worked he's not in movie jail yeah steven spielberg he's homeboys with steven spielberg if that doesn't speak to the man's abilities Some volumes i don't i don't know what does does anyone have any oh. more notes on bad boys i have a lot okay some important. Um, any explosion where there's like just B-roll and they or they just cut to an explosion that's already burning, you'll see a flaming body falling downwards. <laughs> there's always a flailing body in it, and it's God awesome. bless him because Michael oh. Bayblies and showing you the ramifications right. of violence. Absolutely. All right. I also I also wrote uh, she's a vegan uh, for two sentences. I think that would turn off the fat guy who called her a beautiful blue-eyed bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he found also, that she was a vegan. He would hate it. I'm going to give out my first Poor Sap Award. The Nick Allen Poor, Poor Sap, Sap Award. Award. Which is someone who's just innocent bystander. In this case, it's the taxi driver. Before the bad guys hop in the taxi, they shoot him. He's just doing his, about his business. He's they shoot him. Job. And it's not even on screen. You just see the glass shatter. Yeah, you just see it's like a downward shot of the passenger side window, and you see the glass <laughs> blow out. The poor signifying bastard. that they killed the guy off screen. But that so that guy, like plenty that of innocent sap. people have poor died. Sap. But this one, I was just like, oh, he's he's already a taxi. Just oh, come yeah, on. Probably has like five. You kids. could easily throw him out. People do it all the time. He just moved here from Armenia. I could do it right now. I could Uber over a driver and throw him out of that. Probably not. 
Those he guys, are, those guys are kind of fit, but I've been working. If it was out, a gay so. guy, yeah, he's in super good shape. <laughs> yeah, but I think if it's like a straight it. dude, he probably like doesn't eat meat and smoke cigarettes and wears a scarf. Yeah. I think you could take. Listen, him. if I hop on the Bowflex for twenty minutes and then call an Uber and get guy, a pump, we can do that. Nick, will you Bowflex for the rest of right now the, the studio, podcast? There is a Bowflex. No, I'd rather drink and talk action movies. Well, all right, that's fine. So. In this movie, if you're wondering about my Dove's theory, yes. before Marcus hops in the taxi, there's a slow motion shot of him running towards it with doves. So that's where, in this, Was it doves or was in it this movie is where it's d- pigeon out oh, city birds. <laughs> Fuck you. I also said feathers. Sky rats. Sky rats. <laughs> city birds. <laughs> All right. And the rotating stand up shot is after Mike saved Marcus after he was thrown yeah, off. Which Michael Bay also had to fight for. In terms of background, is someone's like, why are you shooting this? He goes, this is a trailer shot. What? Shut the fuck up. Really? People yes. question this. The downward angle spinning shot. The first time he does it in Bad Boys, the line producer who he had to give a, a check for $25,000 for was giving him shit about the shot. It's like, this is a waste of time. We don't have time to shot. Oh Michael my, Bay, he is eating his words yeah, now. And Michael Bay looked him in the eye and said, this is the trailer shot. And it's you in the trailer. Shut your bastard mouth. Michael Bay <laughs> knows what puts people in seats. Jesus Christ. And that's it's my a gift. for that. Okay, and then the final <laughs> thing is, at the very end, Fouché crashed his car. Yes. He's pulling one last time on the bad boys. Yeah. I was obsessed with that four-barrel gun. From ages 13 to 17, I was like, that's my weapon. I'm like, I like really? I'm all about that. I'm I don't know. It's kind of... When I see that gun, I think it's usually with, like, women's characters that hide it in their yeah it looks like something that like george washington's mistress had interesting point interesting point it fires four bullets at once does it we've never seen that's what i'm saying it should have been established earlier in the movie (laughs) (laughs) he should have used it you're exactly right he should have used it in the fucking movie he should have used it earlier on so we know how dangerous to shoot four people or one person four four times It would have no, killed Will Smith. Right. It would have killed Will Smith, no, no. Mark Lawrence, Taylor no. Leone, right. and shot the car. No, it's it's not veering off. It's they're lined up. Okay, they're all lined up. And, on one thing. and when you pull the two. trigger, the the fuses are timed so it goes one after the other in the same place. Jeez. So the first one makes the hole. The second one goes deeper. The third one even deeper. And the fourth one finished the job. Huzzah! Bad boys, bad so boys. I guess we're trying to say is the four barrel gun's a good call. It's a great call. And I was right to be obsessed with it. <laughs> You're fine oh. with it. Bad Boys 2, 2003, Bay's first sequel. This was his penance after the critical drubbing of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Funny story, everyone's like, <laughs> Pearl Harbor was a flop. It made like $400 million domestically. It made a lot yeah. of money. It made a shitload of money. How much money did it make in Japan? Very little. <laughs> so this was his Shall penance after this was his penance after uh, Pearl Harbor. Just like Transformers was his penance after right, the island. For, for your punishment, yeah. you must go on to make the most successful sequel. Ever. So so of all of our movies that we're discussing today, this is much shaggier. There's a lot of fat. There's a lot of loose parts. There's lots of time of just them dicking around. Yeah, they wanted to give us more action it. and more banter, and it definitely shows. Yeah. Um. So my first big takeaway from Bad Boys 2 is 90% of the dialogue in this movie is woo! <laughs> woo! Well, that because he like learned that they should say something while action's happening. It opens immediately. <laughs> so first off, here's the first thing. So hey, the first Will, acknowledge this action. Woo! <laughs> so the first kill in this movie, Buyer Heroes, is eight and a half minutes in. Yeah. Oh, but that the, long? But I the thought... first six minutes 
is, is getting the ecstasy into the U.S. Yeah. Okay, so after our heroes are on screen, okay, their first kill is actually two and a half minutes. <laughs> two minutes, 35 seconds after they first Exactly appeared. what I feel like. Is, and it doesn't stop. And, and right before, Will Smith says, woo, twice. Yep. Woo! When he's driving, woo! Every shootout, he's shouting woo at people. God bless him, though. God, he's got a great woo. He's got yeah. a great, like, uh, he has the best woo since Ric here's, Flair. Here's, here's the he difference really between does. 1995 Bad Boys, when Will Smith was the dude from the sitcom, yeah. and 2003 Bad Boys, when he's the number one draw, box office yes. draw in the entire world, is no one corrects his dialogue. He just fills the spaces with woos. Yeah. God and everyone's awesome. like, looking good. Looking good, Will. All right, well, this that is, it's post-Ali, so he's yeah. filled out. Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah. about 35 pounds of muscle heavier. Yeah. Which... At, Definitely shows. <laughs> All right, in Bad Boys One, it was Will Smith playing Mike Laurie. In Bad Boys Two, this is Will Smith Be- living <laughs> Mike Laurie. <laughs> this is Bad Boys One on steroids. Yeah, no, but you're right. They, they, they clearly were just like, well, if we're gonna make a sequel, we're gonna give you, we're gonna amp up the humor. We're they want Martin Lawrence lot comment- of action. They want Martin Lawrence commenting on how rats fuck. Yep. Oh my God, they fuck just like we do. He what you want him looking at a dead girl's boobs, feeling up a dead girl's boobs, feeling up a dead girl's boobs, uh, uh, I'm ingesting titties, ingesting ecstasy, ingesting ecstasy. And of course, the is, only place they can go is the captain's house. That was genuinely that genuinely might be one of my favorites. Oh. It's a really great. You got a real sequence. nice wait, fish, wait. big eyes though. Oh, shut up, big eyes. Shut up, hold on, everyone. Shut up for a second, what? Kyle. <laughs> when does your favorite sequence start? Is it at the morgue? There's or is it a at lot the of sequences. Morgue is great. Okay, but the captain's the thing. house is a great. The morgue is a direct continuation yes. into the captain's house. When does your favorite sequence start? <laughs> the fifteen minutes in the morgue or the ten minutes at the captain's house? When he is takes a shower long? with his clothes my, on. My favorite scene. Like my favorite scene is when the kid comes over to pick up Marcus's daughter. That's, That's the only thing. scene that deserves and, to just let me play it out. No, yeah. see, here's the thing. In this scene, both Marcus and Mike are fighting. They fucking hate each other. He wants. But to they come together. Yeah, to they come together daughter. to scare off this kid. How old are you? 15? Motherfucker, you're at least 30. <laughs> Motherfucker, you at yeah, least that's, 30. That's why this is the only scene where I'm You're like, a ludicrous-looking motherfucker. <laughs> this is great. This you is, a ludicrous-looking motherfucker. This scene's fine because it's them actually playing off of each other. It's really like good. Joining forces. God, that's funny. But this is, this is a much... Of all three movies we're going to talk about, this is the shaggiest. It's indulgent of movie. Yes, absolutely. The most indulgent. There's a lot of like, it could have been trimmed down about thirty minutes. I don't want it to be. <laughs> no, I want like, another thirty minutes. No, but it's one of those movies where you're like, well, it's you 146 pray, it, it could minutes be, long. It could be a lot leaner. Well, we could but end then it. You're like, we could I, end it here, or we could invade Cuba. Yeah, <laughs> this entire movie feels like people are going like, wow. fuck it. Are we done? We got Are, like three more days. We should we shoot more? What do you think? Do you think? What if we, we get... crashed a boat during this car chase? Absolutely. Obviously, this car yeah. chase needs a boat. Like, we haven't like, used all the money yet. Like, here's the thing: it's like in the Transformers movies, literally the world is at stake. Yeah. The Transformers by themselves are a geopolitical impact that I can't even begin to fathom. Yeah. Let alone all of the weapons they're seeking yes. would destroy the world. Yes. It makes sense. The, the escalation that happens in the Transformers. Of violence, yes. A worldwide, in the, yes. In this movie, a vice unit invades the sovereign nation of Cuba. Yes! Did anyone tell you about how crazy us ex-Delta oh, guys are? <laughs> Did anyone ever tell you how crazy us ex-Delta boys are? Let's just, commit a war crime. I, I, they literally <laughs> work for a unit called TNT. Which is real. 
No, it's not. Yes, it is. What? Tactical narcotics team. That is, is real. surprising. It's in Miami. Yes, there, there literally is a team called TNT. I just Ball thought TNT. it was Michael Bay being like, "Hey, TNT, that's, that's dynamite. What I I we should." Like it too. And then you what? watch the extras, and then Michael Bay's like, "You know, yeah." So TNT is like a a, a a SWAT unit in Miami. So we put that in the movie. Holy like, that was a thank you. Fuck. And then, and then we sent the guys to train with them for three days. Dude, I that fucking blew my mind. Do you think Henry Rollins really works for them? Oh my god! All right, so bad boys. There's a lot too bad for the TNT squad. Henry Rollins is in bad boys. Are you fucking kidding me that there's a TNT squad? I can't get over that. First off, Henry Rollins, who's the most anti-government, anti-authoritarian person ever, is the head of a SWAT team. Absolutely. This is where this is where uh, Kyle leaves LA, leaves television writing. To go join TNT, TNT in Miami. Yes. So long, everyone. Fuck you guys. Kyle, how's your Spanish? But here's the thing: is is, is eh. Henry Rollins disappears okay, for the ba- last thirty minutes of the movie? Do you think it's because, as a politically, he disagreed with invading Cuba? Oh, he just—it was too deep for him. <laughs> he doesn't show up past the fur the opening scene, which I, I find really he weird. Knows he was invading <laughs> Cuba. Yeah. Okay, so then, uh, also, the female lead for this movie, I want to bring this up, is Gabrielle Union. So hot. Do you think she met D. Wade while shooting in Miami? Oh, probably. Because they're married now. Yeah. So do you think this is when she met D. Wade? Had to. Uh, And then big shout out to uh, Martin Lawrence for wearing an Alonzo Mourning jersey (laughs) in this movie. (laughs) Holy shit. Also, the Mastiff Mastiff that destroys Martin Lawrence's uh, above-ground pool in this movie twice has a credit. What's its name? It should. Mason Rock Bay. Ah, it's his dog. It's Michael oh. Bay's dog. <laughs> yeah. Mason. Mason Bay. His oh, child. That's, I thought I, I read on uh, Wikipedia. No, he has three. He had three oh, masters. One was Mason, and then he had two at the same time. Was Bone Crusher and yeah, Grace. Bone Crusher and Christ. <laughs> that dog has Wait, a better Bone IMDb Crusher page and Christ? than me. Grace. Oh, okay. Grace. And then, so okay, so beautiful. we have uh, Yordi Moya as Johnny Tapia. So good. Who's great as the sleazy villain. God, he's and a then great villain. Peter Stormare as Alexi. He's also a great who villain. Who I feel bad for in this movie. That's the Russian dude? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Peter Stormare. So I feel bad for Despite the first thing we see him do is mm-hmm. dump an ODing teenager into an alley. Yes. Oh, some fucking asshole thinking he, thinks he, he could, could die, die in my, my fucking bar. But he goes to kill Tapia yeah. to avenge his friend. Drunk. Yeah. Which is re- legit. Sees the SWAT team. He wants to team up. Yeah. And then the SWAT team ventilates him. Oh, no, I hated like, that. I feel super bad for him. Yeah. I, I wanted him to at least out or, or kill one of the other... Yeah, the Tapia yeah. goons. Yeah, like, no shit. Yeah, he came in with a bandolier, right? <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesome! Oh, oh man. He, was not he crashed his car three feet to the left of the entrance. Yeah, that's upsetting. The driveway. If, if, if the guy comes out, if you have the... Okay, listen. If, if I you was take a, the time to yeah. dress the man in a bandolier, let him get a kill. If, he was if Revolver was Ocelot. Like, yeah, the... no shit. He looked exactly like Revolver <laughs> Ocelot. Holy if, shit. If I was the SWAT commander, I'd just be like, oh, we got a bogey. It seems to be a drunk Russian. I'm going to let this play out. We're going to put him on point. Out. It's going to be fine. <laughs> We're going to put him on let point. Let him go in front. Let him go first. So... The theme of this movie, Bad Boys 2, is tail feather. Shake your tail feather. Yes. Uh, it is used uh, 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 no less than five times. Uh, it's such a good... I bought that on my iPhone. 
I swear you? to God, yes. One of the first times that I that like I please make that your ringtone like when I call you. As soon as yes. I had as soon as I had an iPhone, it was like one of the first things I downloaded. I was like, Oh yeah, shake your tail feather. Oh, obviously. Oh! Please make that the ringtone when I call you. Oh, oh God, it's got Nelly. It's P. Diddy, Nelly. Who else? Well, here's the thing is, so the music was done by Dr. Dre with additional music consulting by P. Diddy. Yes, he Jesus. has a good... He, got, he clearly got to make up his own credit. That's my favorite. That is the Michael Bay movies of that is, rap songs? Yes. Damn it, that's Did brilliant. those words make sense in the sentence? I, I want to... No. Okay, so for me, this movie's Club Hell mm-hmm. is the opening scene where they raid the Klan rally. Yes. <laughs> okay, so first off, why'd they send the black guys in first? I don't know. Like They had a ton of white guys. They, they had so many in. white guys. Maybe the the black guys just had a vendetta. Like, I like they just Which were, I get, but seriously, yeah. the dude who was like, do you know how crazy ex-Delta guys are? Send that guy He's in. got a shaved head and a scraggly beard. That, he looks like a white is, supremacist. He could have gone is, in without a hood. That guy is clearly a dragon in the clan yeah. ranking. <laughs> like, all you had to do was send him in in, like, a flannel that guy's, shirt with no sleeves, yeah. and it would have been That fine. guy's name is Gary Nickens, I believe. He shows up in the island. He is in the island. I thought he was in a way more movies is than he, he is, but is he he's not credited. I have to dig deeper, but he's my favorite person in any but, movie But also, also, the military guy, the weapons guy for this movie is the same guy from The Rock, Henry Humphreys. Yeah. Oh. And, and this may come as a shock to you, but in Bad Boys 1, they went no weapon training. And then in Bad Boys 2, they actually had to train with the real-life TNT. Well, that's really funny. Which is weird, because following your rules, the our rules of shooting a gun improperly, during that clan rally... Will Smith is on the ground and just rolling, shooting both guns. You're goddamn right. Which ends up ex- exploding something. Something blows up. Two clan members are flying through the air. And God, yes. if you watch this closely, when they cut away to the people, the bodies entering the water, one of the bodies clearly performs a professional Olympic <laughs> dive into the water. Whilst on fire. Yes. Oh, yeah. In a clan. I swear to God, I rewound it. I was like, "Wow!" Like I used, to, I used to dive. A in I used to set. dive in high school, so I know a little bit about diving on fire. Oh, okay. oh, I know a little bit about that. Nice diving background, Southern uh, Indiana. You know. So then, immediately into the Klan rally, we get a Michael Shannon, yeah, sighting. So there's there's a real actor in this movie. <laughs> Michael Shannon as as the put upon white supremacist who befriends uh, the bad boys, begrudgingly befriends them. And then so, oh, is this the more or less is forced to be that there, they friend. blackmail later to yeah. help him? They put yeah. him in the. They take the pictures trunk. with him and they're like, yeah. we're gonna send these to your friends. Okay. And taking a <laughs> like picture a picture of, of him and a black guy will just immediately send them into send, a rage, yeah. a murder rage. So <laughs> so, so Will Smith uh, wearing a throws off his clan robe. And then pulls out dual pistols. Absolutely. And then he talks some shit. And then a clan member puts a gun to Will to uh, Martin Lawrence's head. And then there's a standoff. Yes. This guy says the N word about a hundred and ten times. God damn. And then at a hundred eleven, Martin Lawrence finally takes offense. God damn it. <laughs> they say the N word so many times. Then Martin Lawrence hears it one more time. He's like, "Come on, man. Oh, I gotta do Come that. Come on." 
Like it's all tensions are. I don't think high. it's with the hard R though. I think it's with no. The, it's definitely with the. It's definitely with the GA. Yeah. It's definitely not a hard R. But still, it's like it's the actor was uncomfortable with saying the full thing. <laughs> this movie has so many things going for it. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack. We have more simmering black versus Latino tensions. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're 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 partners. Basically, they're Latino counterparts. <laughs> yeah. I would watch a movie with the Latino bad boys. Yeah. No, the, they're asked. All right, they're asking for their help, and this is how they initiate conversation: is just by, don't you guys have a cousin to bail out or something like that? Hey, Ricky Martin's still playing a concert. Get the fuck off! Yeah, they, they just insult each other, which I mean, it's not out of the ordinary because that's what but we do already, here. They've already, they've already gone into battle together. These are the same dudes they went to raid the airport with in Bad Boys. Yeah. Zero respect for each other. Yeah, they do not. And then, and then more of Joey Pants thinking everything that happens to the bad boys was part of their plan. <laughs> no, we wanted to wreck forty six. Of cars. course we did. That was that was us. That was all us. How did you guys sink a boat? Oh, we didn't. We didn't sink the boat. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. But yeah, so this movie basically they Lord of the Rings did. It could have ended naturally about yeah. twenty times. Yeah, yeah. And then they decide <laughs> to aid Cuba with the ex Delta boys yes. who just hate communism. Goddamn right they do. And then a CIA bomb expert. Yeah. The captain somehow knows. Why the fuck not? It's like they started bad. Who had a hard on for like remote control cars and killing dudes with explosions? (sighs) Such a good death. But like, if you watch like the making of, there's so many practical effects in this movie. Like the amount of practical effects versus CG in the car chase we keep referencing. Mm -hmm. Is astounding. Like really? they have I hydraulic think, presses on a tractor trailer, and they're just like I, I feel cars. like I would watch. I, I mean, I think the only CG moments of the car chase are just. It's not even action. It's just a car. It's adding cars in the background. Cars, where their Porsche drives. Yeah, when the they drive under that car, I I don't know. I, I watched that sequence, and well, I, that, I'm, that, I, that's I, clearly I there's no moment but, where I'm like, well, that was CGI. That but, they, but they shot most of it with like a reinforced car. That's that, crazy. Th- that's job was to be covered in cameras and drive into flipping cars. Wait, they they that's created nuts. a car that all right flames no problem. This car will drive through it. They created they created a car that was like reinforced on the inside and the outside and then festooned in cameras. And its job was basically just to drive in a straight line. Jesus. As cars bounced off. Of well, it. that's then, so fucking crazy. This is the camera truck. Hold on. And then oh, like the- so then like the favela is the 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 shanty town at the end that they drive the Humvee through. That's full of poor people. Yeah. They just gloss over with like oh the, they murder they a whole meth. town. This is where they make meth. Is they Michael explain Bay, it away with one line. Michael Bay saw a mountain. Saw yeah. the hillsides, like, I'm going to drive a car through that. And then they <laughs> dug it out. And then they built the shantytown. And then they're, the, the stunt guys are, are like, okay, so on the right side is a 60-foot cliff. On the left side is a 40-foot cliff. So there's a 28-foot path that you can drive safely down. And then they filled it with houses. And they're like, the art department filled these houses with fridges and couches. And they, like, shook their heads like, those idiots. We pulled those out. So a half day before we shot this, we went through with chainsaws and and weakened all of the joints. Yeah. And then everyone had a NASCAR headset, and there were multiple spotters. There were teams for each car, the Humvee, and then the car chasing them through the favelas. Because yeah. once they started hitting the favelas, you can't the drivers tell. couldn't see. Oh, so they shit. they had to keep telling the drivers to adjust because otherwise they <laughs> would end driving off a cliff. No, and this narrow twenty eight foot thing. How would that drove, even work? I don't what? know, but they did it because <laughs> they, re- they couldn't rebuild it once. Oh <laughs> they, my god! Like, 
This is how do you ensure that? Here's Wait, the thing. Did, Here's did the thing. They is why CGI those explosions? Because they're like, no, this the is the explosions me- this were is practical. The we're going to spread explosions throughout. Hopefully, they drive through like, one here's of the those thing. houses. Here's why I don't think they give it. Academy Awards for like stuntmen. Mm-hmm. Because Michael Bay's movies would have thousands of Oscars, <laughs> and they can't let that happen. God it's a conspiracy. Ugh, That's really impressive. If you have access to the Bad Boys 2 DVD, and I say DVD because I don't think a Blu-ray for it exists, which is a crime. Wait, is it really, really not? No. And here's the thing. What? Here, here's a funny story for you. Uh, Michael Bay has two films in the Criterion Collection. Yep. Which is two more than Spielberg and Tarantino. Jesus. Wait, really? Yeah. The Rock and Armageddon are in the Criterion Collection. I can't believe Armageddon's in it. That's so fucking <laughs> It's so funny. dumb. Oh, it's shit. It's super popular. It's... I don't think it's bad. But it's not a bad movie. I'm just shocked it's in the Criterion Collection. I just think Bad Boys 2 should be in it before Armageddon. <laughs> but uh, of the three movies, this was my least favorite. And I, I this is the first time I've watched it since I... Of like, the three, this is your least? Yes. Okay. Because I watched, I watched all three pretty close to each other. I'm trying so hard to like be a real writer and rein in my yeah ambition yeah, yeah. and my vices in my writing, my indulgences. Yes. And Bad Boys 2 is rife with them. Yeah. It went completely against what you're doing personally. Yeah. That's funny. Nick, send us off. All right. On this movie, when the Haitians get the call that yes. a drug raid is happening or a, yeah. a deal is happening. Yes. One of them raises up a horn made of bone and blows through it to unite the Haitians, and then they go on their Was it a conch shell, or was it like a a legit No, it wasn't a conch shell. It was like like the horn of Gondor. It was twisted. It was at least three feet long. It was was the horn from Two Towers. The horn of Helm Hammerhand. Yeah. Goddamn right. And like for some reason, all the Haitians in like a 10-block radius heard it. It was like... Let's go rip off some X. The devil does not live here. Who that? Who in my house? Which, who it's the devil. The you devil is not welcome here. Jesus Christ. You know, for moments earlier, so the captain ripped on Mike for not being tactical. But during this firefight, Mike pulled off his mace, threw it into the other room, and then shot it, which blinded the other guy. That's pretty damn tactical. It is pretty tactical. It's, it's, I don't know. They, they did it. They, they, they get the job done. You got to have some sort of tactic about so, it. If you're running a drug boosting company, you gotta have a horn. Absolutely, that's just all you that want. Gets everyone fired up for the f- love of God. I mean, just have a horn. The reason we're here. The reason why we're all. The reason here. we're all friends. The reason. The reason we're all fans of Michael Bay. Absolutely. Welcome to the Rock. I love I love the soundtrack to this movie. The first so two songs Zimmer. on the score yeah. by Hans Zimmer, as Nick clearly pointed out, the rock theme and then uh stealing the rockets yeah. is like an eight to ten minute sweep. I work out to that. Like Okay, you're doing Metal Gear Solid. Well, whatever. Wait, wasn't that it? That was it. That's like what it is when they do the when they do the fucking so, heist. But like, with, like, so you start warming up with the rock soundtrack yeah. when like they're doing like the audio exposition, mm-hmm. and then by the time you get to the heist, you're warmed up. You can sprint uphill. Yeah, it's you're uh, ready for it. It's a it's a great score. God damn. So written by officially. Mark Rosner, lots of TV. This was his only movie. Mm-hmm. And then two guys who I think are our writing team, David Weisberg and Douglas Cook. 
they did Double Jeopardy, the only other big movie they did, and yeah. neither's worked since 1999. Double How, Jeopardy was a movie? Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. How does this happen? <laughs> because Aaron Sorkin and Quentin Tarantino have uncredited rewrites on the film. Not the first time this has happened for Tarantino, he did a dialogue pass on movies like Crimson Tide. The yeah. Silver Surfer artist debate is entirely oh. his. Also, Jonathan Hensley, who worked on Dire with a Vengeance, The Saint, Jumanji, and The Bad Punisher, was also involved on rewrites. Of course. What lines do you think Quentin Tarantino wrote? He absolutely did. Prom queen. I take pride and gut in you, boy. Yes. Because that's vaguely racist yeah. if a white person says it. Yeah. He definitely did Carla was the prom queen. Yeah. And I feel like he did when Nick Cage re- recounts, so you snuck through the tunnels, down yeah. this mine shaft, through the cistern, out the storm drain, through the furnace, that was really cool, by the way, and then out in the ocean. But how, in the name of Zeus's, Zeus's butthole, butthole <laughs> did you escape from yourself? That is a quite Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, God bless him. That's but, good I mean, that So this movie, John Patrick Mason, Sean Connery's character, is the James Bond analog. Basically. He's SAS, he's British intelligence, he spied on people, he finally got caught. Here's a fun fact. Arnold was offered the role of Mason, but Mm-mm. turned it down because when they gave him the script, it was 80 pages long with lots of scribbles in the margins. And he said in his recent uh, Reddit, Ask Me Anything, that turning it down was one of his few regrets. Wow. I could see that. I, I don't work with unfinished scripts. Wow. Yeah, that's a... I want to sweet at the Fairmont. Wow. How about yeah, how... It would have been right, weird in this with version, him, though, right? Would have he still... been a British spy? No, he would have been, no. like, yeah. German intelligence. Something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Oh, we're so good with 96, Connery, though. 96 would have been pretty close, too. But I... They also would have had to age him up a bunch, which would have been really nah, weird. if he was a spy... Because in, like, 96, he's, what, late 30s, early 40s? I guess. I, I feel like they would have had to put some gray in there, the guy, because he would have been had to have been imprisoned at, like, 10, 10 years old. Yeah, but, I mean, they could have changed it, because if he's if he's a Cold War spy, yeah. then you just remove the Hoover stuff. It's a, it's an easy fix, and it was an unfinished script when they gave it to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All it had was just, I don't know, they need to get into Alcatraz for some reason. So, Nick Cage... <laughs> Will you help us? <laughs> we got a pitch. It's Alcatraz. And? The rock uh, is not hotter need, than me. They need to get in there? They, they got to get in there? And you know how? <laughs> I don't know. Sold. And you're, you're like with Nick Cage, and you're running around? So, fucking deal with it. Whatever. Uh, Nick Cage actually plays a nuanced, flawed character. And then after this movie came out, he decided he was just a genius badass <laughs> in every other movie. God damn it. Every other movie he's ever done, he's just... Basically untouchable. Yeah. Con Air, Face Off, like... God bless him. He just... Well, in this movie, he is kind of too... No, he... No, at no he's point, like, all right, all right. A little... He doesn't even get a big boy gun. The three men involved in this movie are at the top of their game. Uh, Acting-wise. Well, that, but also the the characters. All right, Sean Connery, badass spy. Yeah. Uh, General Hummel, you know, the fu- world's greatest general. He's fucking general. awesome. I, it's, it's a smaller pool, but Nicolas Cage, yeah, his character... Is like the top of the. He's science. the best chemical weapon. Okay, yeah, he's the best at what he does. He's a super. At. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it's at no point applies to what I'm saying, where he's this nuanced, <laughs> flawed, vulnerable character who is in over his head. Oh in yeah, every definitely. Other movie, all right, all right, in every I, other I, movie, I he's untouchable. Okay, yeah, yeah. In every other action movie, he's the best shot. Yeah. He's the toughest fighter. He's the best at fucking. Yeah. And then in this movie, he's like. A nerd that, yeah. they, that they give a handgun to. Which is great. 
Can we talk about the fucking cast of this movie? It's off the okay. It's fucking. Shit. I have sixteen. It's basically points. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Everyone's in it. Just okay, list yeah. Them. Black Hawk Down and Band of Brothers is the only other things like The Rock where when you look at the IMD page, you're like, every person's just in this list them. Movie. Just list them. So we have Nick yeah. Cage, Sean Connery. We have Ed Harris as everyone's strict dad. What? David Morse doing quite a bit with his little bit. Michael fucking Bean. Yeah. In the third movie where he's a SEAL, along with the Abyss and Navy SEALs. And I'm going to move on, because I can talk about Michael Bean all day. Dude, let's not even bring it up right now. John mm-hmm. C. McGinley, yep. who should have been Dr. Captain Cox. Fry, cock block and ready to rock, sir, because mm-hmm. he'd be in the movie longer. Claire Forlani, Tony Todd the Candyman. My crush forever, Claire Forlani. John Spencer as Womack, who was in The Negotiator and Womack. like every episode of The West Wing. Womack. William Forsyth, who you know from Raising Arizona, Out for Justice with Steven Seagal, and of course, Mob Doctor. Duh. <laughs> Xander Bob Berkeley, Bokeem Woodbine, Raymond Cruz, who was Sniper from Training Day, and Tuco from Breaking Bad. God damn it. Todd Luizio, who was Dick from High Fidelity, Who's Vanessa Marcel from Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Steve Harris, Roscoe from Season 5 of Justified, and he's in private practice, brother to Wood Harris, who's Kay from Dread and Avon Barksdale from The Wire, <laughs> and Jim Caviezel for two and a half seconds as one of the F-18 pilots. <laughs> Apparently! If you watch this movie, when they get, when the Air Force General's telling them, it's like, when you drop these bombs, a number of U.S. Marines and 81 American hostages will die. He's not there. But when the guys are in the jets giving the thumbs up as they close the canopy, yes. clearly Jim Caviezel. <laughs> Jim Caviezel is in the rock for two and a half seconds. Wow. It's amazing. Oh, what a movie. It's not the scene where like, oh shit, I already dropped the bombs. That's basically it, his it probably character. Is okay. But he's wearing a mask and the oxygen and all it that. Could be not seeing him. Could be anyone. He's in it for two and a half seconds. Jesus. God damn it. So okay. good. So, so everyone wanted to be a part of this because it's fucking Why wouldn't awesome. you? And it is. So let's start with the opening. The most lethal, non-lethal heist. No, no. Are right. we even going to get to that? No. The great opening. Lots of shorthand. We yeah. feel for and understand General Homo. Yeah. Audio exposition. Marines burying their own. Helicopters flying out of the sun. An explosion for no reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Back to the Marines. But... Before anything happens, before the movie officially begins, we understand and feel for General Hummel. We know where he's coming from. It's, yeah. just, it's just such a tight, efficient script. Yeah. It's um, very tight and very fast. So then we go to the most lethal, non-lethal heist of all time. <laughs> the second heist sequence we're going to discuss in a Michael Bay movie. We're <laughs> watching this. How did no one die? Like, so... They uppercutted a dude with a gun. So That's... one guy zip lines over. He's traveling, let's say, 35 miles an hour. Probably. Kicks a man in the chest. Yes. That guy's heart stopped. <laughs> they shoot someone he in the chest with a beanbag chair from <laughs> close range out of a four story window onto broken glass. Probably alive. cement. That guy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> then the dude on the who's walking upstairs, he gets tranked in the neck, then falls on his neck down the <laughs> stairs. He's dead. <laughs> and then the dude who gets the rifle butt to the chin so hard, yeah. he, he does flips a back over his own axis. <laughs> I love that. And then it- <laughs> that guy's dead because his jaw got reduced to powder, and then the fragments moved into his bloodstream. With everyone, and then they make a point after they've taken over, they're like, we got 30 minutes till this wears off. No, they're dead. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. No. They're never walking. What about the concussions, sir? What are concussions? They're what not going to be able to wake dead. up. They're fine. 
They, like, they're not. In in fact, during this raid, the only casualty is his own man. So. Officially, no. They're, yeah. In theory, he just listed died. They're fucking dead. Yeah. Oh, what an amazing heist! <laughs> actually, for, for this movie, I actually have the least amount of notes, but that's I have the most amount of notes. For that's this movie. okay because I could talk about this. And Some then, of them are super weird. Yeah. Well, what's Some neat about this movie are... is the bad guys are competent marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, in, very cool. normally in action movies, marines and there's not a ton just of them. die. Well, the, the other thing too is that they're not. It's not a huge army at his disposal. It's a small... It's force reconnaissance marines. Yeah, and it's not... He's not, like, a Bond villain who brought an an army to this island. No, he's very sympathetic. No, you you totally feel with him until... I don't know. The the bad guy in this movie are the... Really bad dudes in his unit. His, like, lieutenants or But they're not. Because he says, this is my first operation with you. And thus far, I'm very impressed. As Nick pointed out when we were watching it... (laughs) Nick, go ahead. All right, so they're already on Alcatraz, and the two new guys that eventually throw the coup on General yeah, yeah, Hummel, yeah. they came on the island via helicopter and rappelled down for no reason. <laughs> they obviously landed the helicopters later. Yeah, like they, they could have just already been on the island or just been in his company, but no. It's like, all right, we just need to show that everyone's competent. Repelling from a helicopter is normal mode of transportation. Let me walk you through what happened. Okay, so today, Mike, what's going to happen is uh, Ed and David Morse are going to meet mm-hmm. uh, the two evil captains. They're going to walk up. They're going to repel out of a helicopter. Uh, oh, Mike, this is much easier. They could just walk over. They're going to repel out of a helicopter. I'm going to shoot people repelling out of a fucking helicopter. Which, I dare you to stop me. If you've ever been to Alcatraz... You'll notice every location. It's super awesome. When I went with Aaron Walkie, which was a host of Paranormal Shop, our sister podcast. Um, There's your plug. Sister. So when you go to Alcatraz, you get handed earphones and they play this awesome audio tour. So you're in your own world. Listen to like inmates narrate their own story. Oh, wow. And so like obviously I'm separated from Aaron, but he gets pulled up. They're like, hey, you want to see a exclusive tour? Yeah. So he gets pulled up to like, I think in the movie it's where they shot like the bathtub. It's the climax. Yeah. And I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> he doesn't. That he got it. pulled up. Uh, Aaron Walkie, you did not deserve that. Their gift shop is fifty percent the rock. I sold. Yes. <laughs> it worked. If you have a chance, if you're in San Francisco. Go to Alcatraz. It's fucking beautiful and gorgeous. The one and thing I learned from this movie is don't do that. Okay, here's... Lesson <laughs> <laughs> so, learned. So, ignore all of Nick's Time advice. Out. So, Time out. So, funny story. Shut up. The summer... In the summer, I watched this movie on, like, VHS. Or maybe it was in the fall. Whatever. Yeah. I watched this movie on VHS. And then, like... The next season after, mm-hmm. my family went to San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. We but stayed at the hotel oh. across the street from the Biltmore, which they used for the exteriors of the hotel, okay. Mason. Some ads yeah, against yeah. the there, window. There are pictures of me at, at the valet station ooh. and in the lobby. That's really funny. And I never forgave my parents for not staying in the Rock Hotel. Sons of bitches. And then... And then also, they didn't let me go to Alcatraz because they thought it might be boring. (laughs) Wait, what? It's in my top five favorite movies. (laughs) Matt, I know your dad. Why would he think Alcatraz would be boring? I don't know. He's just being a dick, I guess. No, honey, we gotta teach him a lesson. No, Matt actually, can't get everything he wants. Actually, honey, this week I think I'm just gonna take from our son. 
he's going to really enjoy Sausalito and wine country when he's 14 and can't drink. Really? We went to fucking wine country and the Fisherman's Wharf, and that's all we did, and I just pined for Alcatraz. Well, here's I, could, the thing. I could stand on I'm the so dock sorry. and look Fi- at it. Fisherman's Wharf is where you hop on the boats to go to Alcatraz. I'm aware, Nick. I was in fifth grade. There wasn't a lot I could do about I it. I fucking know. No one is more aware Didn't of how really close have the I was to the time. Or the independence uh, to go. Back to the movie. The theme of this movie. So, like, in the room where they're, they've got the, the vials of poisonous gas. Yeah. They lit it like dickheads. It's over bright and with black lights again. Mm-hmm. Drink. Drink. Oh. The only sensibly lit scene in the whole movie is the bomb defusal scene. And that's just so we can see the gas and acid reverse tornado Absolutely. into the vent. Like, it's the only well-lit scene in the entire movie. For that know. reason. How did you also, his partner... see what he's doing. What a fucking jackass. Hey, man, we're in a serious situation here. Dude, no. I'm fucking dead in that scene. Yeah, yeah, I'm dead. If it's I, like, yeah, yeah you have to put this giant needle in your heart. Now I'm going to let the poison win. I actually... <laughs> I actually you want wins. me to put this I in actually, my heart? Are I actually you fucking feel kidding me? for that guy. No. I'm, I'm a, 100% with him. Xander Berkeley had no right to yell at him. Yeah. Inject your heart. No. Fuck you. Look at the size of this fucking needle. Guess what? A bomb's about to go off. There are I'm not gonna... The last memory of myself will not be me stabbing myself in the heart before I get blown up. This needle sticking out of my fucking breastbone. Also, knowing me, I would miss my heart. Absolutely. absolutely. Totally I would miss my heart. You know how many bones protect your heart? A A lot. A shit ton. Your entire rib cage. You don't just go, ugh. You yeah. shove it into your chest, with and the needle all your will bend, forming its way into. Again, there there are two places in this movie where it feels like they took audio audience suggestions. Yeah, when that dude lists the reasons he doesn't want to put the needle in his heart. Yes, I can't fucking see. I almost stuck this giant needle into my fucking heart, and that's the audience. And then in the morgue, when Mason shoots the guys, yeah. he shoots under the desk and shoots their feet. Mm-hmm. He shoots through the desk. That's like the audience, like, oh, that's fucking cool. Why does he just shoot under the desk? Yeah, these are two parts where it's like the movie takes audience suggestions, like. Don't put a needle in your heart. What are you, high? You fucking you, idiot. Fuck you. Don't put a needle in your heart. You dumb bastard. Shooting underneath a desk is fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. You know what scene I always forget is in this movie until I watch it is the fucking car chase scene. I always forget it's in this movie. I don't know why. Because it's huge. Because it's like the only part What's wrong that with you? It's like the... I don't know. I like, I always, all right, all right. Because I'm so squarely set on the rock set pieces that I always forget that there's this huge Ferrari Hummer, Ferrari chase. Hummer chase. And where in that... That is also the sequence where we get the standard bay downward right. stand-up shot hero it's shot after he crashes so, the, yeah. the lambo so that's mm. all glorious practical effects yeah they add some fire in with computers uh but they definitely lifted a streetcar up in the air but like fire. you can if you go back and watch it especially the dvd version yeah they didn't airbrush them all out yeah, yeah, yeah you can see the camera boxes on the street that's so funny they actually flipped cars and dumped poles and like what about that trolley man going down with his trolley like a fucking captain <laughs> caricature yeah <laughs> with that no, caricature of a man i'm gonna find him his ass is dead a michael bay street character right there yeah oh my baby so they could have not have picked a better dude for nick cage to bike jack mm-hmm. at the end of that scene yeah no one felt bad for that dude. No, yeah. fuck that guy. Like, everyone wanted 
that guy's life taken away from him. Fuck him. He should have killed him. If Nick Cage shot him and Michael Bay the audience would have like I would have had less sympathy for him than the taxi dude from Bad Boys One. <laughs> when I was watching this movie He would not have been a poor sap award. When I was watching this movie I realized something. Uh at some point Zack Snyder and his youth saw this movie and just took away the slow-mo parts and ran with it. Oh, that's it. Because there's beautiful slow-mo in this. And I watch those sequences. I'm like, fuck that Zack Snyder. But he missed the point of like what it was. Yes. He learned all, he was like, that looks fucking cool. I'm ready to do this. Oh, that green smoke looks nice. Damn. Um, okay. So I want to ask a question in the interrogation scene when Nick Cage and Sean Connery first meet. Mm hmm. What was Sean Connery's plan after breaking the two-way mirror? I don't know. He made no attempt to climb through it. He just wanted to see who was there, I guess. He made no attempt to climb through it. When the guards came the in, thing. he immediately gave up. But he was so up. surprised. We, Womack. You piece of shit. Womack. You piece of known. shit. No, but yeah, it seems like he just did it because he fucking could. Because he wanted to show them. <laughs> he just like... Like, he just wanted them to be on their fucking toes. He's I, was, like, I was talking with Matt. Do you I realize you. how long it would take me to sit on a quarter to try to sharpen it into something useful? Yeah, when does that show up in SAS training? I don't know, but that's that would be years. I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, I can't. Uh, but he, shit, fuck he, it. He takes the quarter from Mob Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets the cuffs off. And it puts... Does the... Cuts the glass and then breaks it with a chair. And it's like, I just want to see what's on the other side. Hey, guys. Hi. Like, clearly, he's never going to get out of there. Even when they come in with guns, hey. he's just like, whoa, whoa, you peace. caught me. Peace. Oh, you peace. caught me. Yeah, he goes, peace, peace. <laughs> We're cool. The We're Rock cool. is a tourist attraction. We're cool, friends. The Rock is a tourist attraction? Jesus Christ. By the way, I love when they show that he's he's super smart. When they show his cell. And it's oh yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's littered with <laughs> like Shakespeare. It's, a, it's Shakespeare and then Art of War. And I remember watching him like, oh, he's really smart. I should read those. Well, I should read those I in case this ever comes what up. Was that Othello? <laughs> was that Othello? He had Othello in the Art of War. Oh, an educated man. I should learn to speak Greek. No, but it was very funny because you know Michael Bay was like these two books. <laughs> Ah. And he pulled them from his personal shelf and ah. dropped them on the ground. Beware of the the collected works of Shakespeare, the art of war. <laughs> I remember. Fuck, I'm so I glad you brought movie. that up. I don't know why I didn't make a note about that. Of the books in his cell. <laughs> what a learned man. <laughs> I've been in prison longer than Mandela. Maybe you know what I was going to run for president. <laughs> Fuck, there are good lines on this. Uh. That's a good line. God. This, this is movie like, gave us so much. This is the first movie that introduced me to I shit you not. I shit you not. I probably use at least once a day. It's it, The quotability on this is off the scale. It might be one of the most... How I mean, in knowing, in knowing, Here's the thing. In knowing the process and who did the rewrites, it's not a surprise. No. <laughs> at the high quotability. Like, oh, yeah. Are you serious? Two of the best dialogue men yeah. in the business did a pass on this. No fucking wonder that it's just a wealth of one I mean, even the little things, like, we have two rockets, one in the lighthouse, one on the roof. Both birds are ready to fly. Me and my men are ready to go, General. Cock block and ready to rock. Yeah. Just being a complete dick. Do you just know how this shit works? Military jargon. Mason, the second you disrespect this, it kills you. Put it over there. <laughs> It's so good. It's but it's another thing. It, it's high quotability and everything is I there's not a lot it's a long movie, but there's not a lot of fat on it. It it's no it's everything really, happens for a reason. Efficient. Everything is carrot all the actions character motivated. Everything that everyone says for the most part 
is building in a on a character moment. Yeah. Like it's very Even when John eerily. C. McGinley is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Cox. They even set up the shower scene where he's like, Yeah, these we look like with yeah. The lasers. yeah, these yeah. look like normal motion sensors. We had but there's lasers. an added component. Yeah. And by the way, the motion detector shows up in the rock in, in uh Bad Boys 2. Oh yeah. Yeah, it does. It's when the lizards at Tapia's cube yeah. stronghold. It's the, it's the I remember that just fucking turn them off. Listen, I'm just saying right now. Because the lizards. If I if I ever become somebody, yeah, and like make movies and become famous, I just want you to know that if you make me the motion detector from the rock and forever. give it to me as a gift, I will love you forever. <laughs> like I'm calling my shot now that if I'm ever somebody, that's all I want. That's all I want is the motion God detector from the it. rock. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. First off, Michael Beans when he tells Mason when he's like, "Well, no, I have to go with you." Yeah, the plans are in my head. I was in the dark for three days, and then I fucking so, ate my own shit. So, so Michael Bean agrees. <laughs> Michael, Michael Bean agrees to bring uh, Mason, and he goes, "You compromise my men, and I'll bury you out there." And Mason like shrugs, like, "Yeah, of course, well, that's what you do." Yeah, it's like, I respect no. you. We're, we're both we're both men of the world. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're both train killers. We both know. Oh, yeah, I, know. I get it. Also, I think it was during the scene when Nicolas Cage was going over the briefing, and they first realized he was. Going in a Michael Bay movie, it might be another staple. If it's not a, a close up or medium shot, if it's a full body shot, if a person's head and legs are in it, yeah, it's shot from a low angle or a very high angle. Oh, that's a yeah, like he will uh, yeah. never yeah, yeah, do an eye level shot. No, he'll never do a straight forward because he's better than that. Yeah, yeah, and fans, if prove me wrong, watch his other movies and, and send me the scene, but I. It's it's few and far between if he ever. Does. Well, it's it. I mean, that's why he makes a good action director because he's always he Dynamic. never does something yeah. straightforward. So you constantly have that feeling of like not necessarily disorientation, but like of he kind of tricks you into making scenes that are talking heads into seeming interesting. Yeah, you know what it, I mean. <laughs> it's during that I was like. What is it? It's always a, a low angle shot. That's above. pretty interesting. I, I never really thought about no, that. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's With the, the full, dynamism. Full yeah. body shot. Even though I think during when they're close ups, it's still also probably. I mean, it's a low just, angle. it's, it's, he learned under Tony Scott. It's his commercial music video background mm-hmm. where every second has to count. Yeah. Like every second has to be cool because you just, you don't have time. Yeah. You know, you got to keep them in. And then I just want to call attention real fast before we get to. The next meaty part. Damn, son. Is when they're in the, the helicopter. Mason calls Goodspeed Godspell, which yeah. is devastating. Yeah. That's just, that's that's his most up to date pop culture reference. Shock Hunter dropped it on Nick Cage. Goodspeed Godspell. The shower scene. Yes. Which I think scarred Let's... all of us in different ways. Uh, the best. Oh, it's so fucking great and devastating. Oh, the speech. Oh, the only uh, note that I had for shower, it's shower, arrow, sad face times a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's my note. I wish notebook. we had a video oh. version of this where we just put that up during this entire conversation. Um, but that speech, like, that's a fucking I will not intense, give that order. It's two men. Who respect each other, which I think is the beauty of this whole movie, is like They're even both. the men going after Hummel understand his motivation. They get it. Even respect him. Like respect him not only as a soldier, but maybe even agree with his motivations. But he is being a dickhead. Anderson here. Commander. Yeah. SEAL team leader. 
We know why you're out here, sir. God knows some of us agree with you. Right. We took the same oath. It's great. To protect this country from enemies, foreign, and domestic. And domestic. We spilled the same blood in the same, same mud. mud. General, you know goddamn well I can't give that order. You give that order. I cannot give that order. You give that order. man. See reason. Let's waste these fuckers. Fuck, it's good. Fuck, it's good. Uh, and then they die in slow motion. And then that last, and that last guy goes up, The last guy that goes up the fucking Oh, the yeah. That I'm going to really do yeah. some damage and then shot in the head. There was literally no reason. He knew what... He's a Marine. He knew what happened up yeah. there. He, there was Dies no reason for down. him to go up there. No reason. Oh, I bad thought, form, I Jack. started talking about... Okay, okay. That dude, the, the guy we quote at the top of this yeah, podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. with the squeaky voice. I was talking about the dude who jumps up and grasps the railing. Oh, yeah, yeah. To fire his oh, gun. Oh, that, yeah, that just, guy's killing it. That that dude, like... All right, that might put him be... Put on currency. Yeah. He's a hero. <laughs> I, I held off, but that might be great moments in henchmen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's a good henchman. He's a good henchman. God bless him. That dude was like, someone's coming with me. I'm taking <laughs> the Marine with right, me. Yeah. I'm getting you. Yeah, I mean, that's how I play Halo. <laughs> Just running towards people. Someone's and grenading. I'm a grenader. Obviously, I'm going to die. Someone's yes. coming with me. Son of a bitch. But yeah, it's actually a good thing that guy died upside down, because we didn't want him slowing down good speed and Mason. No. no, we didn't. Got to get to the point. So, my, fa- my one of my favorite parts is uh, Mason and Goodspeed are crawling through the tunnels, and the Marines have figured out where they are. Because so they, they're talking so loudly! So they drop the fuse thing after them. Yeah. And it doesn't kill them. So then, uh, Steve Harris drops what looks like a piece of a moonshine distiller. It's just a gas can. It's a gas I can. I used to fill up lawnmowers with that. It's a gas can with, like, valves and pipes <laughs> sticking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this mother's gonna blow big. <laughs> it's like, it's a piece of a moonshine distillery, and it's just... Drop it down a hole and hope it kills the Navy SEALs. And it blows up an entire sewer area. And, I don't know. So there's a story where Sean Connery got mad at Michael Bay during that scene. Because Michael Bay, because Sean Connery kept trying to lift his head out of the water. Yeah. So Michael Bay had one of the SEALs hold him underwater. Because if Sean Connery stuck his head up during that scene, the fireball would have incinerated him. (laughs) What? And he got pissed? It's in the GQ article. God damn it, that's funny. So there's lots of amazing standoffs. We have the shower scene, so and then we good. have when General Hummel decides he's not going to kill civilians. Yeah, 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 yeah. The practical effects in this movie, uh, going back to our RoboCop discussion from episode two, the VX poison gas effects. So good. Terrifying. I The, the way that guy bubbles up. Oh, you, you will form pimples on your face, and then... You will, and then they'll start popping. Wretch so bad, you Literally, snap your own back. Yeah, you yeah. snap your own spine. You, you, your muscles, up, your whole body bubbles up and just starts oozing black. You're conscious whatever. enough to notice it. Yep. The Which, guy looks at his hand. Jesus! At the end, Nicholas Cage shoves a ball of it in someone's mouth, mouth. Uppercuts it. So good. What a great death. <laughs> what a great finish. And then he does what every one of us would not do is stab his heart with yeah. the Yeah. And then we get the green smoke, which a is also of... the banner image mm-hmm. for action underscore climax, our Twitter handle. Goddamn right it is. Uh, I've got green smoke. I have every action script I've ever written has a scene like that. <laughs> it's like, I've got green smoke. I've got red smoke. I've got you some know. sort of smoke. It's some, <laughs> just something. some kind of signal. <laughs> I fired a flare. When we neutralize the rockets, we pop green smoke and wait for the cavalry. God damn it. And then Jim Caviezel tries his best to blow up Nick Cage with thermite plasma. Bound to happen. Any more Uh, thoughts on The Rock? 
Um, I just had the ones we didn't hit are the gay hairstyles. I was going to say, I had a note about, uh, what did I say? Uh, Oh, the gayest man on earth? (laughs) (laughs) Yet again, another caricature. Yeah, another Michael Bay street character. If you're not a main character in a Michael Bay movie, you are a one-dimensional hyper-attractive or a caricature. Yes. That's it. There's no in-between there. There's, you have three choices. That's about it. So, if God anything, I think the number one lesson we can glean from Michael Bay movies yes. is be the hero. Always be the hero. Just go out of Just be the fucking hero. Go out of the way to fucking do something with Stan your life. Stan Goodspeed had not fired his weapon since the Academy. Yep. And he showed up and he was the hero. Martin Lawrence wasn't getting any at home. But you know what? He's going to go out and stop drugs. Goddamn right. And then he's going to get some at home. He's going to get some at home from his wife, who really made Corbin's work in the second one. In the end. Weird. Weird. In the end, fuck the prom queen. Fuck the prom queen. In the end, you just want to be the guy that fucked the prom queen. If you don't live your life as someone who goes out to fuck the prom queen, then you're a garbage person. You're a garbage person. And you deserve it. You're going to get your dirt bike taken. Yep. You're going to watch two men that you think are homosexuals. You're going to get your Hummer crashed. I'm only borrowing a Humvee. So my question to to you guys and to, and to the audience at home, do you want to live in Michael Bay's world? Probably not, because most no. of them are weak. No, not at all. I'd, I be, would. I'd be too ugly. Uh, I would... Oh, I'd definitely be a street character. Be murdered. I'm way too short. I would be <laughs> too ugly. I would be murdered on my commute to work. Not murdered, just collateral damage. I wouldn't even be able to be murdered by what I would conceive to be one of his main characters. I would just be, <laughs> I'd be murdered by an ether barrel or by a boat. Also because you're wearing like, assless chaps. Or I just so happen would be visiting Cuba <laughs> that fucking weekend. They're finally like, open to tourism. Oh, I, you uh, know what? I'm, my I'm casual Cuba. I'd like to see where the real people live. Let's go to this favela. <laughs> And then <laughs> I see myself leaving a coffee shop yeah. complaining about their lack of green tea. Yes. And then a car barrel rolls into me. <laughs> you don't even have Tazo here. Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. I actually see myself as a way low level bad guy. <laughs> Short guy. Just gets killed. What what just what, iced. Wait, wait, hold on. What 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 star slash character kills you? Not even the main one. <laughs> it's like what just one of the one of the TNT guys that runs in after. Oh, I hope it's Beardo and just Beardo. Gary Nickens. Yeah, I'm either. God, he's like the jacked up version of the Sam Adams brewery guy. <laughs> <laughs> actually... I would gladly be killed by him. All right, all right. Okay, no, okay, so I'm either killed by General Hummel. Yes, because I took I sided with the Rog Marines. Yes. Or I, I try my first hit of ecstasy in a club, and, and I fuck oh, Ethan Allen. You're that fucking punk yeah, that thinks he could die in a club. That's it. I'm calling my shot. Can, can I'm I either I'm either killed by the main villain. Can I change my answer mm-hmm. to that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or you or your first time drug user that of course murders first time out of the house. Yep. <laughs> Just the first, your friend finally convinced you. Interest in me. Yeah, yeah, babe, I'll try anything. I'm ready for you. <laughs> Choke on your own vomit. And Peter Stormare leaves me in an alley. <laughs> Choke on your own vomit. Shit yourself. Storm me out your Mama. Oh wait, alley. can we talk about the henchman? 
Mom, it's Roberto. He couldn't take it anymore. He often So this guy finally fails Johnny Tapia the yeah. final time. Tapia pulls out the gun and shoots him in the head. And then his mom, who's a caricature, steps out and goes, This is bad Johnny, boys too. What happened to Roberto? Oh mommy. He can't himself. He's so sad. And then she just puts both of her hands and goes, Oh my <laughs> and then she's gone until she uses a double barrel shotgun. Until she tries to murder someone. No, no, she was like, will you please write his mom a nice letter? <laughs> oh, God. I, I... He couldn't take it no more. All right. Wow. Okay, so uh, we hope you enjoyed episode three. A milestone episode. Oh, absolutely. Uh, of Forgot About Bay of Climax. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can contact us on our Twitter handle, twitter.com slash action underscore climax or email us actionclimax at gmail.com that is actionclimax one word at gmail.com i am matt loman i'm kyle mcveigh all right uh nick allen (laughs) thank you for joining us on climax Climax.